What does freedom mean? Tune in to LRN.FM to find out. LRN.FM is the Liberty Radio Network, a collection of live talk radio and podcasts, all coming from a principled pro-liberty perspective. LRN.FM show hosts aren't left, right, or conspiracy kooks. You can tune in 24-7 to LRN.FM via your phone, computer, satellite, and more. Listen free anytime at LRN.FM. That's LRN.FM. KKSM Oceanside. What is it you're doing? I'm using the chicken to measure. Have you ever used the chicken to measure? AM 1320. I got so hot until I started to, to use a chicken head to measure it. The Radio Revolution. Welcome to another episode of Free Thought Radio on the Free Thought Media Network. Free Thought TV can be found at YouTube by clicking on the TV icon at freethoughtmedia.org. Free Thought Radio airs every Monday from 6 to 9 Pacific Standard Time on KKSM, The Radio Revolution, and on AM 1320 in North County, San Diego, and Cox Cable 957 in all of San Diego, and podcast on iTunes at freethoughtaac, and on lrn.fm, the Liberty Radio Network. The Free Thought Media team consists of students and citizen journalists, liberty activists, and occasional guest hosting by high-profile people from the alternative media world who seek to challenge the corporate and state-controlled mainstream media status quo. The third hour of the Free Thought Media Network presents a simulcast of the anti-media radio with host Nick Bernabe, also airing on UCY.TV, which also airs Wednesdays and Fridays exclusively at UCY.TV. Please go to the antimedia.org for more stories. Please visit us at facebook.com backslash freethoughtradio along with facebook.com backslash KKSM radio and facebook.lrn.fm. And be sure to go to freethoughtmedia.org to donate Bitcoin. If you can hear the sound of my voice, you're listening to Free Thought Radio. This is your guest host, Mike Pastor, sitting in for Alex Fiddle, who is currently on legal exile on the uh, Isle of Atlantis, somewhere in the Azores, due to FCC regulation. Uh, tonight's guest is an activist by the name of Javier Cecilia, and Alex knows a lot more of him than, about him than I do. So, I got to see Javier the other year at the Caravan for Peace down here in San Diego, and the Caravan for Peace with Justice and Dignity was a, a caravan, and he'll talk about how uh, Mexico and activists there do a lot of caravans for different issues, but he brought it to the U.S. for victims of the drug war and their families, like people, innocent people who had nothing to do with the drug trade, getting kidnapped or murdered, uh, their families, plus American families who have undergone the same fate, coming out and bringing awareness. There was an event at Friendship Park at the border fence right there, really moving experience for me at least to see that we're all one human family and we don't need these stupid fences and keep the taxpayer dollars in our pocket stop treating people like cattle and uh, you know i mean it's it's invisible i mean it's invisible lines on the planet they're not actually there they only exist on a map and so when the, you know it's so like if you really just sit back and think about it it's so funny that you can't cross this line why well you're not a citizen okay but i but i have friends over there doesn't matter get a passport i need permission to go across this line yes yep. think about it it's so silly and in the view of, of the sickness of nationalism that we have oh you cross that line you're less of a human or you're not on the american side you're you're not a human at all you're a subservient we can drone you bomb you fence you in uh so on and so forth so i think nationalism is bad and the drug war is certainly uh, a pretty bad thing so 
um, I interviewed Javier uh, when he was actually on another uh, tour through the U.S. earlier this year. And I would like to thank Sam from MedicalMarijuana411.com for making this possible. So check it out. Let's go back in time uh, to my interview here with Javier Cecilia. Joining me now is Javier Cecilia, poet and activist, and his translator Zara. Javier, bienvenidos al programa Free Thought Radio. Gracias. Gracias. Um, so tell us a bit about yourself, um, about your poetry, and as well as how your experience with your son tragically dying led you to discover what it is the war on drugs had to do with that. Dinos un poco sobre tu historia, sobre tu poesía, sobre la tragedia de tu hijo y cómo te trajo a hablar de la guerra contra la droga y cómo va a funcionar. I've always seen poetry as really an exploration of internal substance and, and what we have inside of us. A partir de, de mi tradición, que es mi tradición católica, el Evangelio. And beginning with my upbringing, which was a Catholic upbringing. Creo que la poesía devela esas sustancias que en su momento es el amor. I think that uh, poetry reveals that internal feelings, which I think at the center is really about love. Pero cuando asesinan a mi hijo, la poesía... Los significados de la poesía o las posibilidades de significación de la poesía no encuentran las palabras adecuadas. But when my son was killed, poetry, well, the significance of poetry, it just wasn't there anymore. I don't find that words Quiere decir que, que un mundo que puede matar a un inocente miles de inocentes que nos sucede en el país significa que esa lengua está degradada y ya no puede alimentar la poesía to think that, that someone innocent such as my son or thousands of people who are innocent can be killed in this world it just felt like that language which exists it's degraded and I can no longer use it ya no sirve para fundar it doesn't work anymore to reveal fundamentals of life. And so silence has become the best poem for me. It has become my own protest. And so that that pain and that silence has allowed me to emanate other things and I've been able to use that as a way to visibilize the issues of other victims. Definitely. Uh, talk a bit about um, how the, the, the prohibition causes the violence as opposed to uh, now alcohol companies are uh, shooting it out on the streets or, or victimizing people that are, like you say, innocent, completely uninvolved with the drug trade, but because of the violence caused by prohibition, um, what, uh, describe how drug prohibition plays into how it affects Mexico. Puedes describir un poco sobre cómo la prohibición 
de las drogas se, bueno, cómo pasa en, en México para aumentar la violencia bueno, Estados Unidos declara una guerra de Nixon contra las drogas ha dado mucho dinero para ese combate a muchos países que producen son zonas de tráfico de la droga. And they have given a lot of money to countries that produce or are transit countries of drugs. El presidente Calderón decidió llevar al extremo esa guerra y sacar el ejército para perseguir a los cárteles. And President Calderón, former President Calderón, he took that to an extreme and he, he put the military in the street to go against uh, drug traffickers and combat them full on. And he generated a war where people are dying. Both by being killed by criminals and by the state. There's also a huge problem of impunity in Mexico. So the war becomes more dense and terrible. And I think we need to stop that. Definitely. So talk about how that tied into both the Caravan for Peace of last year and uh, this year's Voices of the Victims, how you are reaching out to other people that have had similar situations that you've had and bringing them out uh, with you across the country to share their experiences and how the war on drugs relates to them. Platícanos un poco sobre la Caravana por la Paz y ahora esta gira de Voces de Víctimas y cómo eso te ha vinculado a traer nuevas voces, historias aquí en los Estados Unidos y también en México. Well, the caravans in Mexico were really used to raise awareness about the victims and to ask for justice in their cases. And we achieved a very deep dialogue with the government after those. La ley de víctimas. Which has now become the victim's law. Pero después venimos a Estados Unidos para visibilizar el problema y decir que su guerra y sus armas tienen mucha culpa de nuestros muertos y en esas víctimas que trajimos a este país. But then we came to the United States really to say that this war and your guns, what they're doing in Mexico is not okay and that it's showing up in both the U.S. and Mexico. Los estadounidenses y su gobierno tienen que oír el dolor de las víctimas y ver a las víctimas para que puedan entender de qué se trata este sufrimiento. The United States citizens and government really need to hear the stories of the victims in order to fully understand what this means. Creo que es la manera de hacerles entender que tenemos que regular la droga I think this is the way that we can really let them know that it's time to regulate drugs uh, in the states, legalize drugs, but regulate them, and also to stop gun trafficking. 
Definitely. Uh, let's talk about how some of these have played out. Unfortunately, the only two states that legalized it last year were not border states. Uh, would, do you think that uh, if California were to completely legalize cannabis, what effect would that have as a border state on the trade of the cartels? Hablamos un poco de esos ejemplos de los estados donde han regulado la marihuana. Desafortunadamente, ninguno de ellos es una, un estado de la frontera. Pero, ¿qué piensas si, si California legalizaría la marihuana totalmente? ¿Crees que porque es un estado con la frontera que tendrían un, un impacto en el crimen organizado en México? Ayudaría a impactarlo, pero llega la medida, llegaría tarde la medida. It would help to impact it, but it would be a late measure yes. to help us. Seis, siete años. This should have happened six or seven years ago. Pero no deja de ser ahora algo que puede ayudar. But that doesn't mean that it isn't something that could help. So, so you would say that it, the the more time that passes, let's say if we don't do it 2014, 2016, that the worse it will get, the more people that will die. Entonces, tú dirías que que es importante que lo hagan lo más pronto posible, como si no lo hacen en 2014, lo hacen en 2016, que más gente van a morir. informaciones en la página del movimiento movimiento por la paz I would ask that people feel solidarity with us and hear what we're saying and work on changing their policies because it's very important for them to understand and feel our pain and to better uh, the policies here in the United States uh, if, if you want more information uh, you can go to www.movimientoporlapaz.mx or you can also go to caravanforpeace.org Awesome, well Javier and Sara thank you very very much for joining us Thank you, thank you. Alright, and that was Javier Cecilia Mexican poet and activist for drug policy reform Check it out, Caravan for Peace. Google it. Uh, of course, it was a short interview, um, 10 minutes. So if you were just tuning in and you missed it, uh, head over to freethoughtmedia.org. Scroll to the bottom, the very bottom, and you'll see the link to subscribe on iTunes. Or you could go to the iTunes store yourself, search for Free Thought, look for Free Thought AAC, and uh, li- pr- uh, listen to the LRN.FM Liberty Radio Network weekly podcast loop for when this program rebroadcasts and yeah yeah and the drug war yeah it's i mean the the gentleman right there like javier that's um you know it's one of those examples that you know you you see all these statistics of all these people that that have died in relation to the drug war whether you know trafficking or just like gang violence in between you know two uh two different drug gangs right but there's an example right there of like you're hearing somebody speak and his 
son has died because of this. You know, I mean, it, it, completely it's right innocent, there. no relation to the drug trade. I mean, his son died. I'm about to play uh, my appearance at the half hour mark. I'm going to start. I was on Cindy Sheehan's uh, soapbox radio show not too long ago talking about uh, drug prohibition. Um, so I'm going to play that at 6:30. So stay tuned for that. Uh, but Cindy also lost her son to the war in Iraq. So, you know, this, whether it's the drug war, just the regular old empire, they're taking people's kids. And, and you know, some people, uh, you know, because of that, they get, you know, there are nice cars and everything like that. So it's a little bit of a messed up situation. And that's why, like, I always try to extend the non-aggression principle to economics because uh, too many times there is, you know, the Coke shills or the, you know, not a corporate apologist with, uh, uh, within the liberty movement, and I would say that's antithetical to free markets, that you need to apply non-aggression to the economic sphere and hold those accountable uh, who use force. And they w- they wouldn't be able to without the state because they have the big machine guns and the war machine. So they go hand in hand to allow these uh, greedy SOBs to uh, use that force to gain resources and everything like that. And the price of that, oh, you just take somebody's kid away and throw, them, throw their carcass away in the trash like they don't even matter. It, you know, excuse me. It really, it really seems like that. That you know, yes, it's a you know, it's a volunteer, volunteer military. You know, there, you know, we're not having a draft right now, and hopefully, we never will again. And you know, yeah, you you don't have to be buying marijuana, and plenty of people don't. You know, I mean, there's all sorts of people who don't buy marijuana, but I mean, that doesn't matter because sometimes you still end up dying. You know, I mean, there are, um, you know, there are people who have traveled to. Rock to uh, you know uh, do archaeological work because you know the situation is a little bit different now. They're able to travel at least slightly freer, right? Well, you know they're getting tied up and say you know say they're you know in a hillside somewhere looking for you know whatever dig or or some sort of artifact that they've heard is there, and you know there's a terrorist on the other side of this hill and the missile misses its mark, goes over and kills this poor archaeologist. I mean like. It, that sort of stuff does happen in war all the time. Somebody who's not involved in it doesn't want to be involved in it gets killed. You know, it's and they call it civilian casualties. Like it's just like something to be written off. But that person had, you know, a family. They may have had kids. They, you know, had a wife or a husband. It's it's pretty sad. Um, so take part in the movements to end the war on drugs. We're going to talk about this when I air my interview with uh, when I went on Cindy Sheehan's show. I'm going to air it. She's a podcast, so. This may be one of the first times it actually gets aired over terrestrial radio. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative, which signature gathering expires February, mid-February. So please get involved with the CCHI. Become a signature gatherer. Uh, It doesn't take that much. Stand out in front of a CVS. Go to a college. uh, Go to a dispensary. Gather signatures. Um... You know, go, go go anywhere you think people that are registered. If you have, if you're like an activist and you have a registered voter, you know, uh, if you have a voter registry, you know, list on you, go door to door. I'm and gonna start doing that. I got uh, I got Encinitas, so I'm gonna start. Do- and what- Cindy Sheehan's uh, signature gathering for ballots start December 27th, so I'm just gonna take both and start going door to door like crazy um, because this needs to get on the ballot. Both the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative and Cindy Sheehan for California Governor. So get involved at cchi2014.org cchi2014.org and let's make it 2014 because just like Javier said we can't wait 
until we should have done this six years ago. We should have legalized this six years ago. But the long, every second we wait is every second somebody dying, every second somebody's rotting in jail for something that ain't a crime. Uh, so let's sooner than later legalize cannabis at the very least. Let's work on every other every other drug. Uh, soon after that and follow just rational drug policy. That reminds me that actually they tried to legalize small amounts of pretty much every drug in Mexico about six years ago. Yep. Now that I mentioned, um, <clears throat> excuse me, now that I think about it, and they are going to do it. It was in the, uh, you know, the uh, uh, Mexican Assembly, and it was most likely going to pass. And then, uh, you know, and the State Department, uh, the U.S. State Department, you know, sent them a nasty letter or something <laughs> to the effect saying you better not do that yep. and sure enough uh, after they sent them this nasty letter it didn't pass but even then it still didn't pass it it didn't pass by a very narrow margin yeah you know don't and- let the feds intimidate you especially since colorado and washington already put their toes in the water let's get it done uh, and, and of course um i'm gonna i'm gonna play my interview on that that i did on cindy sheehan's radio show so uh, they, we're going to play some songs here. This one's called River of Longing by Jason Becker. Uh, he has Lou Gehrig's disease and can't move anymore. So this is, you know, you lose your movement, you lose your son, same deal. It's, it's a very powerful song. And he actually composed this when he was paralyzed 100%. This is one of the uh, newer songs that he wrote uh, and had other people com- uh, play it for him, which is really amazing. And then after that is King by Cynic. And one of the lyrics in there is... is um, we raise the vibratory level so high that all untruths will fall from their own dead weight. So turn your speakers up. I dig it. Yeah, this is River of Longing by Jason Becker. Then after that, King by Cynic from their album Retraced. Reduxes of songs from Trace and Error. And then after that, stay tuned. The interview that I did when I was a guest on Cindy Sheehan's Soapbox Radio Show entitled Hemp Can Save the World, KKSM, AM 1320, The Radio Revolution, and LRN.FM, The Liberty Radio Network, freethoughtmedia.org.
I recognize how young and fresh that is. But Alex um, has quite an extensive bio. Um, He's uh, already uh, an amazing activist. And I would read his bio, but I'm going to let him uh, tell you and me about himself. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back with Alex Fidel. Welcome to Sydney Sheehan Soapbox. Thanks, Cindy. Thanks for having me on. It's great to be on here. Well, thank you. Um, you also have a radio show, and I've been on it a couple times. So uh, why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself and about your show, and then we'll talk about the Cannabis and Hemp Initiative and your other political activism. Sure. Uh, well, uh, I come from a kind of independent musician background, but I, I was kind of always politically astute in that if there was ever to be totalitarianism, that's where music tends to get banned. So mm-hmm. um, uh, from all from all types of situations, so that kind of got me concerned about the future, given you know Patriot Act and everything that came under the Bush administration for uh, in the name of the war on terror. So kind of led me to become 
uh, an independent journalist. I started um, Free Thought Radio in 2010 in college, and I took it seriously, uh, unlike some college radio, <laughs> um, yes. and wanted to cover uh, things that were not being covered, such as the continuation of the Bush war crimes under President Obama, as well as interviewing some of my favorite people, musicians and activists and, and uh, politicians, etc., and got uh, got to accrue quite a laundry list of interviewing some of my favorite people, so that was pretty cool. And um, then I went out to AM radio um, down here in, in San Diego. I switched from uh, Sonoma State down here to uh, Palomar College, and they have a AM station, so it has a little bit more of a, an environment for me to really do uh, radio journalism seriously, and especially since I get to compete against neoconservatives on the other side of the AM dial, that's a that's a treat uh-huh. in and of itself. <laughs> um, so continuing to, um, you know, expose the the war machine and the, and the banking cartel, the Federal Reserve, and um, the two-party system, and just things in general that don't get covered by the mainstream media. So I'm, I'm very glad to have uh, started something that um, uh, now uh, is, uh, you know, a kind of a well-oiled uh, alternative media uh, thing going on and, uh, and I really I didn't consider myself a journalist until I started seeing other people doing the same thing that I did um, whether it be um, uh, We Are Change or what uh, Abby Martin is doing and so on and so forth it's like I right. well maybe I am a journalist <laughs> <laughs> so um, speaking of you compete with neoconservatives uh, um in the AM, you know, the AM radio uh, thing right there. What, what, how do you feel about, like, the so-called liberal people um, on radio, like Stephanie Miller or Ed Schultz or Randy Rhodes? Like, you know, I, I kind of lump them all together because I think yeah. that, they just support the regime if their person is in office. Yep, exactly. And and now I see everybody with a I'm ready for Hillary bumper sticker. I just want to have a big sticky note pad and put, you know, torturing Chelsea Manning, supporting the CFR, laughing at a war with Iran, you know, uh, APAC, et cetera, et cetera. What kind of liberal do you think this woman is? Like uh, Hillary Clinton is so part of the war machine. If anybody thinks that she's uh, some sort of liberal, I would like to see where they get that uh, notion from. I, I just see nothing but an, another cog of the war machine in Hillary Clinton, and I hope that we just put the two parties down for good. Just, just put them down and, and walk away from them like they are spoiled potatoes. And, <laughs> and uh, put them down or flush them in the toilet, like I did. <laughs> yeah. Harry Brown flushed it down. But, uh, but speaking of Hillary Clinton, in 2007, I wrote an article for The Progressive about her so-called liberal credentials, and I called her a she-bush. You know, there's, there, it's amazing to me that I read, a, uh, I read a, an article yesterday that people polled think that Hillary Clinton will be, um, you know, they'll, they'll, she'll fight for the people against Wall Street. <laughs> Where do these people come from? Where do they get their information? Yeah. What, she has no history of fighting yeah. for the people. Yeah, if, if the CFR isn't the 1%, then I don't know what it is. <laughs> 
say if you support the the Uni Party, the Democrats or Republicans, whoever wins, we always lose. And I just can't stand yeah. this you know, this false uh battle we have and the thing is is we fight it down here and the ninety nine percent. We fight each other mm-hmm. when we should be fighting them. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> just a just a continuing frustration for me, I guess. So, um, Alex, we have you're supporting uh an important initiative um that you want to get on the ballot here in California and is is that would that be for the June? Are you trying to get it on the June ballot? And it would actually know, it would be it would be for the November of the process. Sure, sure. It would it would be for the November ballot if it were to qualify. Okay. Uh, it's uh-huh. in circulation right now. Actually, it started October first, ends about the middle of February. Um, so it's the California Cannabis Hemp Initiative 2014. Uh, it was written by the late Jack Harris, hemp activist, author of The Emperor Wears No Clothes, and um, uh, it's certainly one of the most freedom-oriented initiatives. Um, doesn't create any any new government agencies. It puts a cap on the tax of recreational marijuana only at 10%, so tax doesn't exceed 10%. Um, no tax on medical marijuana. It leaves medical uh, laws alone, which I think is good because it, it separates it for those that are sick that to actually you know get the attention that they need, maybe particular strains that they need in a kind of a medical cooperative or collective uh, situation where they don't get taxed as well because I don't think medicine should be taxed. Um, right. and, and it, it also legalizes industrial hemp. Um, and and uh, for personal uh, possession, it's 12 pounds of, of processed flour, which is a lot, uh, given that uh, it takes about a pound of cannabis to produce the oil needed to cure somebody's cancer or just one person, um, mm-hmm. as in the, the Rick Simpson uh, oil method. Um, so 12 pounds is like 12 cures uh, per person. Um, and then, and then, ninety-nine plants for your own personal backyard. More if you're a commercial cultivator. Um, retroactively, this is this is one of the most important parts. Retroactively releases and expunges all people uh, convicted of nonviolent marijuana crimes. So, um, I guess throughout the history of conviction, uh, if you ha- have like uh, something on your record, if it's not related to violence, if it's just simple possession or even simple sales. Um, you know, no criminal cartel activity. Uh, you are, you know, you are automatically pardoned and have your records expunged and released from jail if you are still serving. So it's a pretty powerful initiative. Um, and um, it also here's where it works. It makes it a misdemeanor for federal agents uh, to violate our rights. So if they come in and say we don't care about this law, federal government reigns supreme. Uh, California state officers have an obligation to arrest those tyrannical federal federales from the DEA and um, protect uh, both recreational and medical cannabis, um, uh, which really kind of puts the teeth into the Tenth Amendment uh, aspects of this bill, and it would save the state of California half, a little half, a little over like half a billion dollars annually in both uh, spending savings from cutting the prison industrial complex spending and then mm-hmm. tax revenue from the from the tax gain on, on recreational. Well, I want to talk about the powerful forces that are um, allied against uh, yeah. a bill like this first. But, I mean, 
Um, not first. First, I want to talk. I do want to talk about that, but first, I want to talk about. You know, not very many people know that um, hemp was uh, criminalized. I think it was in the 30s, uh, 1930s, uh, because William Randolph Hearst was. Uh, you know, he had the big paper. Uh, monopoly yep. newspaper monopoly and he bought forests to make the paper out of when the paper used to be made from hemp and so he produced uh, you know correct me if I'm wrong about this but my information is that he produced uh, what was that that funny movie um, about marijuana reefer madness reefer madness uh, yeah. to link cannabis and hemp and um, they actually you can't actually smoke a newspaper made of hemp and get high but yep. uh, Hearst wanted to link those two things together to criminalize hemp so he could profit off of his paper business yeah that 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 was totally one of the big reasons and then and then uh racism uh they you know they they didn't want those minorities to do marijuana and and go after our white daughters and everything like that that was but literally their rhetoric i hate to repeat it because it's so bombastic <clears throat> but um and it's not just it's uh big pharma given that you know both thc and cbd cause cancer cells to kill themselves in the concentrated full extract form from the cannabis plant um as in, you know, the, the, the Rick Simpson oil or, or it's just basically super concentrated cannabis oil. Um, plastic, um, you can make plastics out of, out of hemp. And now with the advent of 3D printing, using plastic to print whatever is 3D printed, you can use hemp plastic instead of petroleum-based plastic. So I think if we were right. to proliferate hemp, we could, we could divest out of the war machine in a couple of different ways. So, um, uh, here's the first way that I, I find really interesting is it, it relates to the BDS movement because Levi's has a factory in an illegal Israeli settlement. So if we all made a bunch of hemp pants here in California, created a bunch of jobs, and uh, we could we could uh, divest out of out of uh, Israel by boycotting Levi's jeans and wearing hemp pants instead, and then the military-industrial complex is kind of you mentioned forests for for Hearst newspaper. Well. For toilet paper, they're kind of relying on these virgin forests in like in, in Burma, and they're using like the kind of military to take those resources over. And you have um, that kind of relates also to the killing of the uh, Rohingya Muslims. That's all. That more has to do with an oil pipeline, but it's a kind of also resource uh -huh. resource extraction. So they're going in to kill a bunch of people over these toilet paper forests. Why not grow some hemp and make it out of uh -huh. that, where you don't have to, you don't have to kill anybody. You, you just create a bunch of jobs and nobody dies. Um, we go and invade countries to get petroleum, which also is a pla used to make plastics. We could make hemp plastics here a little bit more uh, green-friendly, environmentally friendly. And then finally, I think um, uh, cannabis and hemp has been used as legal tender, uh, or not legal tender, but just uh, it's been used as kind of a medium of exchange to replace money. Uh, so instead of the uh, Federal Reserve note that goes to pay for a bunch of wars and kill innocent people, um, I mean, really, the value of the dollar is, is kept up by killing innocent people, the whole petrodollar notion. So if we use something that's not tied to these central banks, um, such as cannabis and hemp, as just, you know, a, a medium of exchange, which is a useful tool. I think if we grow more hemp and grow more food, you know, organic gardens, local gardens, we won't really 
need money too much for, for because those things are going to be so plentiful that it's easy to give away to your neighbors or, or those in need. So uh, th- those are all different ways that legalizing cannabis and hemp, I think, would divest out of the war machine. Well, also, it can be used for fuel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Another big one. Yeah. So um, I I want to talk about the powerful forces that are arrayed against, uh, uh, you know, an initiative like this. But I have, like, I use hemp milk. I have hemp oil for cooking. I have some clothes made of hemp. So how do I get that? How how come if it's not legal, I have that those products already? Um, it's it's made in Canada, so uh, most, if not all, hemp uh, used in the United States is starts in Canada because that's where they have it legal to grow. You can't grow it here; you can only uh, consume it as a product, um, and it's just usually the hemp seeds, um, um, and then maybe the fibers. Uh-huh. For the, oh, for the so clothing. it's okay yeah. to sell the product here, but we can't grow it and yeah. <laughs> produce it. Well, yeah. you know, a lot of uh, something that's very important to mention is that uh, back in the beginning of our country, the so-called founding fathers grew hemp. Yep, exactly. But and also, I'm given not... the food... Oh, the, the Fukushima, the, given the Fukushima thing, I think we should just start growing hemp in mass to absorb all the toxicity out of the air and the soil. Um, it's a very uh, good ecological plant as well, just as a rotation crop to uh, detoxify soil and increase the nutrients in the soil and detoxify the air and, and everything like that. So let's talk then. Let's talk about the powerful forces that are arrayed against oh, yeah. uh, an initiative like that. For example. Um, the prison industrial complex. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, Jerry Brown and the prison industrial complex definitely going to be opposed to this one. But um, a lot of people are saying that since Colorado and Washington already stuck their toes in the water on this, that it's going to be much easier to pass, uh, no matter what kind of propaganda that they spit through the speakers. Um, so it's, I think it's much easier to pass. So what we really need right now for the campaign is. Uh, volunteers, people go out and gather signatures. Uh, if you go to www.cchi2014.org, that's cchi2014.org, you can find out how to become a circulator. And uh, it takes about 750,000 signatures to get it on the ballot. And that's, you know, accounting for, you know, we want to get that number so just in case they disqualify a bunch, we really need 500,000. But, um, well, we have, also we need a signature to get me on the ballot. So while you're circulating yeah. my petitions, you can circulate this one. But Alex, we had a, a legalization um, initiative on the ballot in 2010 that failed. Why did that fail? Uh, it failed because of, you know, special interests coming in with their uh, propaganda. It also failed because of infighting within the community and I would also you know I would be the first to say that prop 19 was super flawed but I I voted for it anyways I I volunteered when I could when I or to the extent that I had to know how of how to do activism but um, I, I don't think there's going to be infighting at least for this bill because it's a little bit more well written although there's going to be the antis for always so we got to keep it positive and keep it un- unity and um, you know, stand behind it, and like you like you mentioned, if if people gather, if everybody who's 
who uh, circulates petitions for your candidacy also circulates petitions for this at the same time you just have the same person sign two different ones if, I mean you know you need to get 10,000 to get on the ballot that's 10,000 marijuana signatures towards this uh, initiative so um, and they both kind of expire at the same time um, out in the middle of February so it's a great chance right. for those that support your candidacy for governor to uh, just double whammy it and support uh, cannabis and hemp and you already talked about um, big pharma. How um, how is big pharma uh, reacting to this initiative? They're not going to like it because if you could just grow your uh, cure for cancer in your backyard, then you don't really need them, do you? I, I <laughs> uh, they pretty much substantially lose out in just about everything that they dole out. That's why that's why I don't like the. Uh, some of the, the, the healthcare arguments because it keeps it within the frame of the allopathic uh, big pharmaceutical medical industry. Like, do I want free access to poison pills? I'm, I'm not sure. Um, about, there's a saying, you can't spell healthcare without THC. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I'm hoping that um, we learn to, you know, get out of this uh, allopathic kind of system that was actually set up by Rockefeller when he took over the AMA in the early 1900s. So uh, it's it's there for a reason. It's to be an industry. Because so, if there ever was a cure, it, it threatens the industry, and that's why they would uh, be felt threatened by cannabis use. Well, we'll talk about your run for mayor of Encinitas. Sure. Uh, well, I decided to run for mayor of Encinitas when I found out um, uh, that local government does matter. Um, I, I was egg, I was kind of egged on. Uh, by a friend of mine coming on my radio show, um, uh, Christina, and she, uh, I, I kind of, when she said that, like, maybe you should run for office, I kind of felt puke at the back of my throat because I, 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 I even though I'm an activist, it's kind of like politicians uh, make me puke, but uh, uh, now I kind of see the, yeah, the necessity for it. I, I tried, when it was the new council at the beginning of the year, I tried saying, guys, why don't you pass sensible regulations for medical marijuana dispensary use instead of enforcing a de facto ban because nowhere in San Diego is it uh, regulated or recognized. Um, you can complain about the types of regulations all you want, but any sort of regulations would mean that they're protected and recognized by the city, which would give them some, you know, uh, uh, you know clout uh, when it comes to the federal government as opposed to just saying, hey, you guys are on your own. Uh, we're not going to come and save you if the federal government comes and tries to get you. So, uh, there's an initiative on the ballot in Encinitas for medical marijuana regulations, but um, I was asking them, you know, pass something in the meantime uh, because sick and dying people are suffering for every second that passes. So they uh, they just stood there and um, stood silent. So I was, like, wondering what's up. I sent them an email to follow up, and I sent them some phone calls saying, hey, can I meet with you guys just to talk to you about the issue, an obvious, obviously compassionate issue got a call back from the Democrat on the council saying, this is not an important issue. You shouldn't try to uh, take it on with us. We're not going to take it on. Uh, I'm trying to get reelected. This is going to look bad for me. You should just basically sit down and shut up. People just want to smoke their bongs all day. <laughs> That's what he said to me. Uh, so I knew, I knew right. kind of right then that they were a little evil. It got even worse. Uh, and, and this incident that I'm about to describe happened after Chris Storner and before Boston bombing Watertown. Um, so it's kind of like a police state incident um, where a kid 
uh, had some troubles, um, and uh, his mom reported him uh, stealing her car when he actually didn't. She just thought that the cops could help him out, you know, bring him in and help him out, which is, you know, we've seen how many times that uh, they end up killing the person that they try to help out, and I think this is one of those instances. Uh, they they claimed he was hard to detain, so they threw a smoke bomb at him, at which point they got fired upon by a common shotgun below the waist, so they were not fatally wounded. Um, role of SWAT teams is for something that's already volatile. If it was an already volatile situation, he would have gone forward and murdered those cops um, if he really wanted to, but he didn't. He was fragile and vulnerable and ran away, and if, if he did in, do indeed what they said he did, which is shoot them, ran away to his mom's house, uh, got locked in, and instead of bringing up the PERT, Mental Instability Ward, they brought out the police state, big uh, armored soldier guys with uh, smoke launchers and machine guns and armored vehicles, and uh, drove the armored vehicle around the street. Even though he was the guy was in one location, they probably just wanted to get some overtime and run the gas cart up uh, for that big Hummer vehicle. Uh, parked it right outside. And then they eventually went inside and, and found him what was an apparent suicide. A, they killed him and covered it up. B, the small army is totally going to exacerbate somebody's suicide. And C, uh, if he were to come outside and put his hands up, oh, officer safety, bloodlust, and revenge, just like the LAPD did to Chris Dorner, they would have sniped him on site just for shooting an officer non-fatally. So either way, the kid's dead meat, uh, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not certainly a, a scary incident would not... Too, too much public outrage. Um, I know you 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 uh, courageously stood up for Andy Lopez. Uh, it kind of went under the rug, and then they and then I uh, then Watertown happened. I'm like, all right, that was a little bit of conditioning for the police state here in Encinitas. I got to go to the city council and give them a piece of my mind. So I had the speech prepared up. I came to the city council meeting. I submitted my white slip for the non-agenda item. I go in and pick up the agenda. Oh, what do you know? Another 25K in Homeland Security grants that they're about to approve, and I didn't fill out the pink slip for the agenda item. Wow. So they, they didn't pull it aside. They, they lumped it into the consent calendar with the minutes and, you know, the other important stuff and unanimously voted to accept it. And that's not it. They, they, I foiled them. They already got $300,000 in DHS money to the fire department to be compliant with the Patriot Act. And I do not see what the Patriot Act has to do with fire safety, and it's totally messed up. They fluoridated the water, you know, poisoned the environment. Uh, they they uh, all take nice big salaries and big pensions, and they even have an off-budget uh, called the CAFR, where they raise your property taxes to invest in Wall Street to probably uh, beef up their 401ks that they have with the working for the city government. Um, and uh, uh, just wholly, wholly corrupt and, and uh uh, I want to interrupt their charade and uh, be a strong independent candidate, um, hopefully with uh, uh, alternative party unity uh, from Green, Peace of Freedom, and Libertarian parties. And uh, if the, I don't know if there are any other parties in California, I wouldn't want to go for the homophobic ones. Um, I won't mention them by name, but... Um, oh, you um, mean the American Independent Party? <laughs> yeah. I'll mention them by name. <laughs> sure. So, uh, uh, Alex, I just want to remind my listeners that you're uh, 22 years old, and um, I, I see a bright future ahead Thanks. of you and the state because of, uh, you know, your commitment to peace and freedom and justice and the really, unfortunately, the un-American way. And we want to make it the American way, though. So we're running out of time. Can you, again, 
tell my listeners you, um, the website for the Cannabis Initiative and also your website? Sure. The Cannabis Initiative, again, we really need volunteers and donations and just uh, spreading the word, social media, um, getting this out on the Internet. It's cchi2014.org, cchi2014.org, where you can find everything. And um, my website is uh, freethoughtmedia.org is, is my uh, Free Thought Media Network journalism thing that I'm doing. And my campaign's website is free. Encinitas, uh, org and uh, yeah, that, that um, I'd love for people to check it out, and I'm hoping to not go alone into this. I'm hoping that there is a Governor Sheehan um, in, in, in office at the same time, so um, get out there and, and be active and and, uh, and do what you can. Uh, we're all pitching our two cents here, and, and it eventually adds up, and, and hopefully uh, we can't, I don't think we can wait until 2016 to change things you know, prisoners rotting in jail, um, you know, wars happening, people getting bombed. We need to try to fix things as, as soon as possible. And if tw- we need to push for 2014 for Cindy and for the cannabis initiative and against the two-party system. Um, I've just started to volunteer with uh, Free and Equal, and I really support uh, getting rid of the two-party system. I think that's huge. I think that's where the root of everything lies, and they're really the tool of the banking system and the 1%. They're divide and conquer, and... Uh, um, hopefully we can break that cycle with Cindy for governor and, and legalizing hemp I think is a big detriment to the two-party system because both of them hate hemp. <laughs> that would be, yes, that, that would be a huge defeat for the 1%. So Alex yep. Fidel, thank you so much for being on Cindy Sheehan Soapbox and we'll talk soon. Thank you. That's the soapbox for today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope you were inspired to check out Alex's links and to actually get out in the trenches to help affect this change. We might not agree with each other 100%, but if we agree with each other um, 90%, 80%, whatever percentage, we it will take all of us working together to defeat um, the 1%, all of us in the 99%, and there is a wide variety of ideologies and perceptions, and I think it's a matter of helping people change their perceptions of this country, of the 1%, of the forces that are actually oppressing us. So, as always, I'd like to thank my engineer, Don DeBar. I'd like to thank Alex Fidel for being my guest today and for the work he does and you for listening and supporting the show and the work you do. I'm Cindy Sheehan. You've been listening to Cindy Sheehan Soapbox. Peace out for now. Sweet. She sounds like such a nice lady. Yep. She could be governor if you vote in June and help to get her on the ballot. Cindy2014.org. Again, you're listening to KKSM Oceanside. AM 1320, Cox Cable Channel 957, PalomarCollegeRadio.com, as well as the Liberty Radio Network, Keene, New Hampshire, LRN.FM. Again, that was my appearance on the Cindy Sheehan Soapbox Radio Show, talking about how hemp can save the world. If you go to cchi2014.org and volunteer to get this ballot initiative on the ballot for November so that we can vote to legalize cannabis and hemp in California 
better sooner than later. Uh, and about damn time. Yep, yep, yep. Um, let's go ahead and go into some music about hemp. This one is called Pakalolo by Makaha Sons of Niao. Great, a great Hawaiian uh, ukulele band talking about some of my favorite things. Pakalolo. I love this stuff. Do they have ukulele? This yep. is great. Awesome. KKSM and LRN.FM, freethoughtmedia.org. Commercials after this, and then we'll be back with some more music and then headlines. All this good stuff. Fun stuff. Peace. Woke up early this morning, smoked the roach from the night before. Smoked it down to the cardboard crutch, and I was stoned like the night before. It was. Oh, so sweet it was heavenly if you ever down on the leeward side Pakalolo will tickle your feet cruising through a town arriving the night before I lit up another doobie and it knocked me from door to door it was oh, so sweet it was heavenly if you ever down on the leeward side, Bacalolo will tickle your feet. Official station of the 1998 Math Olympics. The Radio Revolution. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Hippie Butter Hemp Seed Products. Through their affiliate program, the Hippie Butter banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Hippie Butter is 100% organic hemp seed food and skincare products. Hemp is not cannabis and contains no psychoactive THC, cannot get you high, and will not appear on any drug test. Hemp seed butter is a whole food soft meal for babies. Hemp seeds are a 100% organic, raw, and non-GMO source of proteins, omega fatty acids, and trace minerals. Our special hippie link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. Fact. The new NSA data center in Utah requires 1.7 million gallons of water every single day to operate. Billions of Fourth Amendment violations 
need massive computers and the water to cool them. That water is being supplied by the state of Utah. Fact, there's absolutely nothing in the Constitution which requires your state to help the feds violate your rights. Our message to Utah? Turn it off. No water equals no NSA data center. Visit offnow.org. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Health Forest Nutritionals through their affiliate program. The Health Forest banner at freethoughtmedia.org has a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Health Force is 100% non-GMO, organic, raw, and vegan superfoods and detox remedies. The award-winning Vitamineral Green Complex contains algae that are grown indoors to avoid attracting atmospherical pollutants, essential greens like wheatgrass, and more that take heavy metals, radiation, and toxins out of the body due to nuclear power, fluoride, chemtrails, GMOs, vaccines, and more harmful man-made pollutants. The Warrior Food Protein Powder is hemp and brown rice, 100% vegan, raw, organic. Our specialized health force link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. Two drugs that are legal, alcohol and cigarettes, two drugs that do nothing for you whatsoever. And drugs that grow naturally upon this planet. Drugs that open your eyes up to make you realize how you're being every day of your life. Those drugs are against the law. Free Thought Radio, waking you up to the fact that you're being screwed by the system every day of your life since 2010. Only on KKSM AM 1320, the radio revolution, and LRN.FM, the radio network. Freethoughtmedia.org. Welcome back to Free Thought Radio, part of the Free Thought Media Network. My name is Alex Fiddle. I'm the founder and journalist of the Free Thought Media, Media Network, and to my left is... Freethought Media Network contributor and Freethought Radio host, Mike Pastor. Thank you, Alex. And you're to my right. Yeah. <laughs> to the left. Stating the obvious why? Because it's always fun. Yeah. So you haven't so like we're you're we're in your car telling you the truth. <laughs> yeah, how many people actually like, you know, get a radio, turn it on and sit next to the fireplace anymore? I'm kind of wondering about that right now. Let's bring it back, man. Let's bring do it. Bring it back. <laughs> I'm just seeing Ron Jeremy with Elton John right now on Facebook. It's pretty cool. <laughs> there's, a, there's a joke about... That might be the one guy that Elton John doesn't want to touch. <laughs> point. But, no, no offense to my LGBTQ brothers but I mean, and sisters. You know, looking at the way like Elton John dresses, I'm pretty sure he's got particular taste. You know what I yeah. mean? Like there's, there's probably a lot of men that Elton John doesn't <laughs> go anywhere near to. But uh, there is a... Uh, particular joke about Elton John uh, relating to a friend of mine's uh, mother, who I'm not going to mention right now, because it's actually like, you know, maybe not the best thing to talk about in the air, but it's a, it's a funny gag that goes way back, so for uh, those of you, uh, my friends who might be listening to the show, who know what I'm talking about, go ahead and laugh, because yes, 
he does look a lot like her. <laughs> there it is. Well, if you want to support the Free Thought Media Network, you can do so by checking out the sponsors on the website, freethoughtmedia.org. Got banners there. If you click on the banner, it has a unique hyperlink. By going to that unique hyperlink, it tracks you know that you that you went to the website through ours, and therefore gives us commission. And it, we and we get gold dust is what it is. Yeah, like it just kind of we get a little envelope with gold dust in it, and we're like, oh, thanks, yeah. Yep. Um, so we've got hippie butter hemp seed products, and they love the slogan: "Get your hemp seeds here." You know, pretty obvious, organic and raw and non-GMO. Um, the hemp seed butter itself is like kind of what peanut butter is to peanuts and hemp seeds are kind of like a nutty type of a food. You know, it's great soft food for babies. It's a whole food got, you know, protein, omega-3, trace minerals is better than Gerber. If I had children, you know, that would be the only thing that they would eat is the green, super awesome hemp seed butter. It sounds delicious. I mean, really, yeah. like, it, it's got all that stuff in there, and what more could you need, really? So, And it's not, like, anything put together. It's just hemp seeds and ground up and then mixed with hemp seed oil, and that's how you make the hemp seed butter. And it's, uh, you know, you, it's like it's like eating a soft food. It's great. Um, we also got Health Force Nutritional. So if you're looking uh, for superfoods and uh, protein powders and, uh, detox remedies, 100% vegan, 100% non-GMO, uh, better than organic because all the USDA standards. I mean, we're, are we really going to trust the government to give us good food? I mean, I almost want my food to not be uh, USDA approved anymore. You know what I mean? I want my yeah. food to say not USDA approved. I go, yeah. and then I'll read it and be like, oh, that means it's healthy. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I mean, like, that's the state we're in right now. <laughs> I, I still go for USDA organic because it's better than nothing. But at the same time, I know that there's plenty of loopholes for pesticides and irradiation and even GMOs because they don't check for contamination from the pollen floating through the air. They, uh, the seeds can start out as non-GMO seeds, but then uh, they get contaminated. So uh, Health Force makes certain that they go beyond the USDA uh, organic standards, make sure that it's non-GMO, make sure that it's not irradiated even the corella and the spirulina they grow indoors because they don't want to uh collect uh chemicals from all the geoengineering that they're spraying in the sky um so you know corella and spirulina is supposed to take heavy metals from your body uh and w when it exits that's where all the heavy metals leaves it's not supposed to come into your body with already heavy metals from atmospheric pollutants or anything like that so uh, if you're really looking for the hardcore detox for your anya chakra um, I might need to do this myself. I've been having some issues, yeah. so like maybe I just need. Let's to just detox, say you know? hypothetically, um, I was a bad eater, and then I did some LSD, had an amazing time, and then hypothetically I started doing all these detox remedies, and then hypothetically down the road I did acid again, and it was a much better experience because my Anya chakra was not as uh, polluted from all the fluoride and and uh, and pollutants, and the, and also detoxing it from it. Be uh, hypothetically you would have a better acid trip <laughs> hypothetically yeah. well of hypothetically you know i mean <laughs> it, no, nothing to say that you know anybody in, in the studio has actually done any hallucinogens because they're illegal and why would you ever want to do anything that's illegal yeah. because the government says course. it's you know illegal we don't want to do anything that the government says is wrong right hypothetically right? hypothetically hypothetically <laughs> so uh, and then you know, these are all things that would divest out of the war machine. So if you do hemp seeds, you, you know, support the hemp industry, which, uh, you know, 
uh, is against what the war machine's about. You, if you uh, detox yourself, you uh, you uh, you know kind of become a pe- more peaceful person. You know, hemp if, ever, if, ever, if you know hemp can cause peace, and so could uh, you know not have the fluoride you know cause you know the docile uh, mentality. As well as the other sponsor that we have uh, via an affiliate program is Amaji Metals. So you could divest out of the blood dollar itself, the Federal Reserve note that's backed up by the blood of innocent children. You know, get your gold and silver and your alternative currencies through Amaji Metals and yeah, dump the dollar because when the dollar goes hyperinflation, you're going to wish you got silver at these prices. Because one day it'll go wah, wah, wah. Yep. Uh, and they accept Bitcoin. Yep. So, you know, you don't, you can have that whole entire transaction there without having to use the uh, F- FRN, so to speak. Without you know? the government knowing that you're buying gold so that when it comes time for confiscation of gold, uh, then they won't know. And, of course, it's not that we're saying that we support money laundering or anything because yeah. that's illegal. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically, because really all laws are just, you know, uh, words on paper and they're not actually real. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So if you go to freethoughtmedia.org, you can check out all those sponsors. By supporting them, you're supporting us. One of the big projects I want to do is get over to Palestine in 2015, document the atrocities that others experience. It's not going to be a Alex-centric trip. No, it's going to be about others. I'm a minimalist, you know. You know, uh, journalism before even cleaning my room, bro. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'll just come with my cameras and stuff and. Uh, I don't care, you know, uh, I'm all about documenting what's going over there. Um, Thanks for the interview, but your shirt doesn't quite look pressed this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so if you go, uh, and actually, uh, if I go with Interface, Interfaith Peace Builders is about $2,200, um, unless I get a sponsorship, but even then it doesn't cover all the costs, so... Um, even one cent, if like I, Hippie Butter has a four percent cut, if you get you know you click on the banner through our website, it's four percent more towards that trip, and I really really want to do it. Um, really want to make a big journalism trip out of it, and um, you know have that be a big project because I've done a lot of big projects like covering the Libertarian presidential campaign, primary to end, uh, including the other third parties as well. Um, Many, 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 many other things, um, but this would be a, definitely a huge project. Um, won't be able to go to Gaza, of course, but we'll be able to go to the West West Bank and probably interview Palestinians and Israelis and and uh, you talk can, about. You can you can tie like uh, notes to a brick and throw it over to say hi to the people inside. Yeah. yeah. Hello, how are you doing? <laughs> Hopefully I don't hit anybody because that would be bad. Yeah. No, no, don't throw a brick. I was kidding, but, but you yeah. know, I, what I was saying is that. It's a, it's, a big, it's a giant prison. Yeah. It's an open air prison. So it's kind of like what you would have to do back in the day. People used to. That's how they used to talk to people in prison back when they would throw a rock tied to a note over, and the you know they would be like, "Oh, yeah. hey, thanks, mom. How you been? Throw it back over, stuff like that." <laughs> but we'll get to some headlines about what I might experience, what I might document over there. You know, the, the headlines out of Israel. Um, so we'll, uh, we'll hopefully, if you can help support us at freethoughtmedia.org, big project like me going over to Palestine and maybe uh, I'll, I'll self-publish it on the internet for free and then I'll probably later release it in a, uh, a May, write a book or something like that. I don't know. Let, <laughs> yeah, let, let, let's make Alex's journalism international. Yeah. This is, this is I, I mean, I'm not going to be able to go, but it would still be cool to hear about it from him, you know? Yeah. I mean, 
we we could we uh, this would be weird. Perhaps I could interview Alex for the show. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm internationally corresponding. Um, but before we get to headlines, let's just get to some more music. Uh, so again, head over to freethoughtmedia.org. Check out all the banners on there. See what you think. Support us by supporting those conscious corporations um, that truly abide by our standards of non-aggression and uh, and creating value by others rather than making a profit off of killing innocent children, which is why I support the Boycott, Divestments, and Sanctions movement. So this is an anti-war song, two anti-war songs. The first one's called War by Bob Marley, and then after that is The Fall of Reason by Watchtower. I'm, yeah. still, I'm still not over digging the Hawaiian tune. <laughs> that was great. KKSM and LRN.FM, freethoughtmedia.org. the philosophy which old one race superior and another inferior is finally and permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere is war it's a war that until they're no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation until the color of a man's skin is of no more significance than the color of his eyes miss a war that until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race and it's a war that until that day the dream of lasting peace world citizenship rule of international morality will remain illusion to be pursued but never attained now everywhere is war war and until the ignoble and unhappy regime that hold our brothers in Angola in Mozambique South Africa of a human bondage have been toppled totally destroyed well everywhere is war miss a war war in the east war in the west war
Nigerian email scammers listen to us. The Radio Revolution.
KSL. The radon we breathe makes us invincible. The radio revolution. Do you love to gossip about Hollywood, music, and celebrities? Then listen to me, Anna. I'll play you some top 40 hits and everything in between. We'll also talk about your favorite singing shows, such as American Idol, The X Factor, and The Voice. So listen every Tuesday from 2 to 5 on KKSM, The Radio Revolution. Free Talk Live. You give someone an ounce of liberty and they'll go around abusing it and harming everyone else with it. If we legalize guns... People will um, be shooting people everywhere. Right. If you legalize prostitution, people will be having sex on the street corners. <laughs> if you legalize drugs, we'll have heroin vending machines in the streets. We've heard it all on Free Talk Live. <laughs> they take it to the most absurd, illogical extremes. And you're absolutely right, Alexander. It's okay for them to have freedom. Yeah, you can give them a gun. They won't go around shooting people. But watch out with their neighbor because you give them a gun, they'll go around in a rampage around right. the city, killing everyone. Oh, oh, but yes, they can be trusted, and apparently the government can be trusted, too, because magically, oh, yeah. magically, we only elect the best of the best, the cream of the crop. The bureaucrats that are administering <laughs> these programs are the upper echelon of society, the most trustworthy individuals. Oh, yeah. Sometimes when I squint, I swear I can see a halo above their heads. <laughs> Free Talk Live, seven nights a week from 7 to 10 Eastern, live on the Liberty Radio Network at lrn.fm. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Amaji Metals through their affiliate program. The Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that gives a portion of sales to us. Amaji is a retailer of alternative currencies to hedge against and divest out of the collapsing U.S. dollar, printed out of thin air by the private Federal Reserve bankers who use inflation to pay for their wars. Amaji has gold, silver, copper, and even $50 trillion in Bobway notes. Amaji accepts traditional forms of payment as well as Bitcoin. Our specialized Amaji link can be found on the Amaji Metals banner at freethoughtmedia.org. The Electronic Frontier Foundation, or EFF, fights to protect your rights in the digital world. When a patent troll threatened podcasters, they fought back. EFF has also defended your right to encryption and has sued the NSA to end the government's mass suspicionless surveillance. There are different ways you can help EFF, from donations to signing petitions to writing your representatives to just spreading the word. Find out more at EFF.org. That's EFF.org. The Free Thought Media Network is supported by Hippie Butter Hemp Seed Products. Through their affiliate program, the Hippie Butter banner at freethoughtmedia.org contains a link that allows a portion of your sales to support this show. Hippie Butter is 100% organic hemp seed food and skincare products. Hemp is not cannabis and contains no psychoactive THC, cannot get you high, and will not appear on any drug test. Hemp seed butter is a whole food soft meal for babies. Hemp seeds are a 100% organic, raw, and non-GMO source of proteins, omega fatty acids, and trace minerals. Our special hippie link can be found at freethoughtmedia.org. Hemp seed is what we all need. Hemp 
Part of the Free Thought Media Network, freethoughtmedia.org. News. Yes, it's time for the news on the radio, the most popular medium of the day. Brought news. to you by Snacky S'mores. <laughs> Brought to you by Snacky S'mores and Twinkies. Made by, um... Hippie butter. Hippie butter. <laughs> um, news from around the nation and across the globe, here right now on Free Thought Radio. First up, leaked documents reveal hardline... U.S. tactics in negotiating the Trans-Pacific Partnership Trade Agreement. Before we go into it, call your congressman, your senator, your mayor. Tell them to say no to the TPP. If they pass the TPP, go to your mayor, go to your state government, tell them to nullify the Trans-Pacific Partnership. This is corporatism up the wahoo, and it is going to kill the Internet. It's going to kill this profession. You know, it's going to allow the government to regulate the Internet and shut down my website, freethoughtmedia.org. It could shut down anything having to do with Anonymous or WikiLeaks or Barrett Brown or Chelsea Manning or The Truth. Anything they could shut down. The, they could shut down my website because I tell some things about uh, what the government does that they may not want you to know. Um, they could shut down anybody's website. They can arrest any journalist because it specifically mentions... This is like Diane Feinstein's bill, Global, like the defined journalism bill. They specifically mention WikiLeaks.org as a pesky little problem that we should regulate out of existence internationally. Which that re- that should be a really, like, giant Alarming thing. Yeah. Call your congressman tomorrow. This is the one... Th- like, the few things that con- calling your uh, your representative might actually be a good thing to... First wars. Anytime there's a new war coming up, call them. That's their duty to be able to declare war and stop unjust wars. Yes, Mr. Second is this thing. Because yes, Mr. Uh, Representative, I'm against this war, and I'm also against the next war. Please yeah. don't invade <laughs> this country in the Middle East, whatever it may be called, because I know all they have to do is just check off the box. We've invaded that country. We've invaded that country. Hey, which country haven't we invaded? Yes. Oh, yes, Iran. Let's do that. Yep. Um, and I do. This is a tra- it's a treaty, Trans-Pacific Partnership. So senators are ultimately the ones that approve treaties, if I'm correct. So hit them heavy. You know, we really need to. And if you're in the business world, if you truly support free markets, not corporatism, not capitalism, or even capitalism, if you read markets, not capitalism, like like I sympathize with. You know that you know that's that you know capitalism doesn't incorporate. Incorporate the non-aggression principle, like exchange between two consenting individuals that a that a market is. It's not this fantastical thing that the media or even Republicans try to make it seem. It's just me and Mike coming to an agreement. It doesn't even have to involve money. And why? And if it does, why does it have to be a single unit monetary standard like the paper Federal Reserve blood dollar note? Yeah, um, it's a uh, you know, it's kind of. I've always uh, you know, uh, I don't like to say. 
too much that, oh, um, well, you see, capitalism will fix everything because first off, like there, there's so many different definitions for what that word yeah. may be. Because some of our libertarian friends would, would agree with us when it comes to, you know, well, uh, like when we say markets, not capitalism, well, well, we define capitalism as what you mean, which includes the non-aggression principle. But it's just a, it's such an over it's like a brand name kind of now. It's just so overused and misrepresented. Like why even use it? And I don't even then like there's more than just the capitalist in an economic equation. There might not even be a capitalist in, a, in an equation. It could just be me and Mike yeah. uh, trading what we create at for value. You know, and, and so that's so, you know, I, I, I prefer to say to people like, oh, well, you know, somebody's like, oh, well, how, how is this problem going to solve that? I say people will solve the yeah. problem because human that's action. exactly what it, yeah, human action. People will, yeah, people will get together and they will solve a problem if there is one. To just say, without guns. Yeah, to just, yeah, exactly. Non, in a nonviolent situation, because guess what? Trade is what has brought up current civilization the way it is. Uh, for good and bad. You if know. soldier or if goods don't cross borders, soldiers will. Exactly. So, for all our you know libertarian friends that uh, want to go to Chile and the Galt's Gulch thing, you ought to scream about the TPP because Chile is an original signatory nation, and that would f up everything that's going on with the Galt's Gulch. So. You know, forward stop the TPP to, you know, everybody that's involved with the Galt's Gulch, you know, Jeff Berwick, um, uh, you know, Simon Black, get them to say absolutely held to the no to this Trans-Pacific Partnership because it destroys everything. And uh, if, if not, it's going to go by the wayside and, and you know, it's going to suck and there's not going to be any more Chilean, you know, expat project. So, um, it, it, like, are there any countries in South America ha who have refused to sign it that, like, actually have, like, some huevos and don't want to, like, I don't know. you know... Go, uh, it's on the Wikipedia page lists all the signatory nations. Okay, right. Then, uh, Wikipedia. Go to... And actually, there was a video. Somebody, uh, a dude from Chile confronted David Rockefeller when he came to Chile. And I'm like, hmm, why is David Rockefeller in Chile? And then, mm. I, TPP, original signatory nation. Hmm... Hmm. He, he's he's one Federal of the, Reserve, you know, heir to the throne. He he's one of those individuals when he goes somewhere, and like you you see him doing something, it's like he's up to something, and it's probably not good. It's yeah. not like David Rockefeller is just in in in, in Chile to just uh, you know, oh, I'm going to go to the beach. I like I like this particular beach in Chile, and I'm just yeah. going to sit there and hang out there. No, he's probably up to no good, and yeah. there's plenty of other people like that in the world who are the same way like quite yeah. honestly if i saw diane feinstein in, like in downtown san diego for some reason i'd be like hmm, why is diane feinstein yeah. in san diego this is <laughs> creepy what's she doing here hmm. anybody interested in psychology check out that video of the confrontation you'll find out what just what crazed lunatics do when someone calls them out for their mass murdering schemes david rockefeller was just like toodaloo he was just like smi like smiling and waving away? no he was in a wheelchair but then he got up and could oh. walk so it's like, what? is he faking? You all, wouldn't, all you wouldn't sudden, hurt a, did, a grandpa, would you? Did he levitate away? What do you mean he just no, got he, up and started walking? He away. just once he got over to the limo, he just stood up, out of, stood up out of a wheelchair, and all of a sudden he could stand on his legs. Like uh, he's probably well, faking. I mean, some people can't. He's walk, the dude that would be the faker, David Rockefeller. Okay, you're, you're, good point. If anybody was gonna fake a disability, 
it would be one of those because yeah. this creepy, guy's a mass murderer. Yeah, it would be one of those creepy, scary banker types that would fa- yeah. fake a. Because uh, he's a mass murderer, and if he's in a wheelchair, then like if somebody tries to come up and like confront him or even physically assault him, which I don't advocate for, I just advocate for words and you know like what the kid did, just yell at him and film it. That's he'll, what he'll, I advocate he'll, for. He'll put on the, the feeble old man voice really quickly, like, I'm sure. You, you wouldn't hurt a grandpa, would you? I'm old. Please don't tell me that I'm a murderer. But um, So WikiLeaks released some more documents about the TPP. The U.S. is actually kind of adversarial with the other uh, signatory nations trying to pull them in a certain direction. So whatever, whichever, the TPP is bad. So call your representatives, even your mayors, and say, if this passes, I want to see a resolution putting some teeth into the 10th Amendment saying damn hell to the no to the TPP. Stop TPP. Google it if you don't know what it is. It's corporatism on steroids internationally for the Pacific Rim. It sounds like they made him an offer that they can't refuse. Yeah. You know, it's one of those things like, oh, you better sign this or we're going to do some Federal yep. Reserve selling of your bonds and nonsense yeah. and really put you under the gun, <laughs> make you sweat a little bit if you don't sign it. Yep. Speaking of evil, creepy things, New York Governor Cuomo has his own personal army trained with Department of Homeland Security grant money, which actually cities of Encinitas, Carlsbad, and Oceanside have all gotten here locally in San Diego, plus probably the city of San Diego. So this small army has automated robots, so automatronic cops. What? <laughs> like, how course, automated are we talking about? Are these on track? This is like RoboCop now. Like, well, it's we... like RoboCop, and these the, and the regular cops, they all have camo on them. I see a bunch of tanks and MRAPs and LRADs. And... Well, no, but you're saying, like, that there's, there's, like, what kind of, would you have, is there a picture of the robot? Like, yeah, actually, the, the Nightscope K5 autonomous data machine. Oh, wow, I don't even want to go creepy. into it. Yeah. it kind of, that picture they're showing that kind of looks like the Dalek a little bit. Yeah, it's crazy. So, yeah, opposed DHS grant money. Um, uh, ben Swan, if you go to benswan.com, he did a great truth in media thing about vaccine court and autism, linking uh, vaccines and autism. Uh, a great headline uh, story from Vice Magazine about a soldier that, or a person that refused to join the Israeli Defense Forces. So there's a lot of conscientious objectors among Israelis who are anti-Zionists and see that the Israeli regime uh, doesn't represent them and they're just stuck, you know, they aren't responsible for the sins of their parents or anything like that. And, you know, uh, his name is Muriel Rothman. Uh, He's one of the refuseniks who's been sent to Israeli military jail. Uh, Openness at Guantanamo Bay darkens again. Detainees allege they've been tortured. What a surprise. Uh, Crazy, uh, well, this is every three days a Palestinian child is murdered by Israeli Defense Forces. So, again, this week, for no reason at all, a Palestinian child, Waji Ramahi, 15 years old, was just shot, just shot by Israeli uh, terrorist forces and Mur- you know, murdered on, murdered on, uh, you know, right there. Well, you know, we're looking at a picture of him right now on the computer. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, I mean, as if we don't know what a fifteen-year-old looks like. I mean, I'm looking at the picture. You know, it's just a, you know, he's, he almost looks like he's twelve. Like he looks yeah. like a little kid, and you know, you know, and why would? What justification is it for shooting a little kid like that? I mean, I, I there's nothing. On, is there a story about like what the they, they, what was their excuse this time? Is there something about that? No. Do we that? even need to go? I down mean, that? good point. Is they're going to yeah. make something up that you know is probably untrue, but you know. Um, the Pentagon approves a missile sale to Saudi Arabia. 
Oh yeah, Saudi Arabia. We got to protect those guys. Petrodollar. Dun, yeah. Dun, dun. Yep. Um, oh yeah. Before I forget, um, I can't remember exactly what they called it, but um, Japan kind of just signed in their own Patriot Act into law. Sort of. They've got this thing, uh, the this bill that says, and it's pe- been passed that uh, they can ca- they can. Uh, call anything a state secret that they want to, and they also do not have to give a definition of what a state secret is. Oh. So they can just say, ah, state secret on anything. Protect and the Fukushima people. Exactly. <laughs> That's That was my thought, exactly, that it's, it's probably related to Fukushima so they can say, oh, uh, you can't talk about what's going on over there because it's a state secret. And that's the other thing, too, that uh, the article I read on Zero Hedge was uh, they are also saying that if you start bugging around about what a state secret is, too, that, that could be considered, you know, some sort of, uh, you know, criminal act. That if you start asking, well, what is this state secret? If you start bugging about it, then it's some sort of uh, excuse to, ah, uh, we're going to throw you in jail in a week so you learn your lesson and be a good reporter, not report the truth. Yep. Uh, great article from antiwar.com by Justin Raimondo about uh, FDR and how he had some advanced knowledge about uh, Pearl Harbor and even helped to instigate it as a, a you know thing of blowback. I, I like the way that uh, Justin put it in uh, that article that it's you can't say for sure that he knew that it was going to come, that it was going to happen, that there was going to be an attack at Pearl Harbor, but there was so much evidence giving to the man about what was going on with Japan's Pacific fleet and that uh, there's actually a member of the uh, I don't know if they called him Joint Chiefs at the time but you know there was a uh, a Navy Admiral that was actually fired after he told FDR like hey man by the way so the Japanese have all these ships and they're going all the way across the Pacific and we've cracked their code, by the way, in case you didn't know. Uh, that was something that that was uh, newly discovered, like, last year, was that the Japanese code was broken before the war even started. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so, um, uh, what was that that just came out of my throat? Yeah. Anyways, but, so, he had to have known, almost, unless he had his fingers in his ears going, la, 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 I don't care, I don't care. Otherwise, he was specifically... He, you know, he must have been either specifically ignoring the knowledge or he knew about it and just let it happen, which is the most likely scenario that he knew it was going to come. And he said, this is the excuse to get us into the war. And he wanted to go into the war against Germany way before uh, uh, 1941. Now you can look that up, too. And so nobody wanted to go to war with Germany. I mean, the, the, the whole country was against it. And... Um, and so that was his thing was like, well, maybe we can get in there because of war with Japan and they're allied with Germany and let's have that happen. Krusty, are you broke? Yeah, all it takes is some bad luck at the ponies, worse luck in the Bitcoin market, heavy investment in a high-end bookmark company. And that was Krusty uh, giving a shout out to Bitcoin on The Simpsons. And uh, actually, money.cnn.com posted a headline, Ron Paul saying Bitcoin could destroy the dollar. In other news, of course... Big rest in peace to Nelson Mandela. Great headline from The Onion. Nelson Mandela becomes the first politician to actually be missed. Yeah. And um, Nelson Mandela said that freedom is incomplete without the freedom of the Palestinians. And he should know a little something about apartheid. And by the way, Netanyahu can't, can't go to um, 
Nelson Mandela's funeral because he can't afford it. At 11, <laughs> <laughs> he can't afford it. And actually, Israel allied with the white government to uh, actually sell them weapons and stuff and uh, financial aid and everything like that. So they were in bed with the apartheid. So two apartheids hanging out and rubbing elbows. Isn't like Ish. you know uh, uh, a state visit to another country? Don't you think like the government pays for that? Does Netanyahu really have to like go through his wallet and be like, hmm, "Where's my billion dollar bill to get?" you know, a plane and stuff and go down to uh, South Africa. That doesn't make any sense. That sounds like a big lie to me. Here's some uh, new, two new great headlines about the NSA that will outrage you unless you think Kim Kardashian's super important and I'll just tune out and not give a crap about anything important. Such as the NSA can track your cell phone location wherever you go in real time. Real time? So, oh, no. so, hey, NSA, we're in a San Marcos uh, radio studio, just just so you know. And just, you know, because you could hear me through my phone, you know, turning on my microphone even when I'm not, uh, when it's not on. Yeah, I remember, like, that, that's the most that's going around. Uh, uh, but but this next one's even worse, that oh. you see this webcam. I was just about to talk about that. Yeah, yeah there, my, my webcam no. on the laptop. Yeah, you know, because we're live streaming right now with the you know with the webcam on the show at freethoughtmedia.org/live. See, we want it to be on. Yeah, we want it to be on, <laughs> but the FBI can actually turn on your webcam without that little green indicator light going on. So, you should be outraged. Yeah, you was- should do peaceful action, but actually action. Do peaceful action, but better than sitting on the couch because this stuff needs to stop. Get outraged enough to get off your lazy boy, put some shoes on, and grab a yep. sign and go protest something. I mean, really, it's not that hard, and it's actually really enjoyable. And you know what? You might get some exercise and/or yep. sun. Yep. So Hezbollah accuses Israel of assassinating a commander. What else is new? Uh, <laughs> right. You know, they just had a attack. Bad, in, but true. They they had an attack on Beirut, and of course, you know, Israel uh, supports all these kinds of false flags. You know, blowing up uh, things just to uh, like uh, they, they it's like it was like a kind of like a mysterious terror attack, a car bombing in Beirut to t- uh, in front of the Iranian embassy to you know because. Now, Hezbollah and Iran are like, you know, uh, you know, it, it was obviously, you know, Israel and Saudi Arabia paying off some, you know, mercenaries and blow, them, blow themselves up, you know, Al-Qaeda or whatever that's paid off by the CIA, Israel and Saudis is Al-Qaeda, basically. Well, you know, I mean, the, the thing is about, you, you know, they've, uh, you know, there's been so many uh, uh, suicide bombings in that part of the world. And, and part of the reason for that is, is, you know, I mean, so many people are... In- Actually... Quote from Immortal Technique, a soldier emptying clips on little kids on their mom is no different than a desperate person strapped to a bomb. Yeah, is, that's actually what, uh, why... You and is, I would do it too if it were China bombing us. It's not about religion. Why it's such a desperate situation, it, it, you know, why there's so Because you're going like, against a big, powerful, imperial power. And they get, their family gets the money when they die. That's that's the other thing is a lot of times that you know when these people are you know are doing it they they know that they're going to die but that their family is going to get some money and and like I said it, you know it's such you know uh, desperate desperate you know uh, you know just because of not just the war machine but you know the poverty too we've got that- about actually like four minutes left so let's blast through some of these other ones TSA agent confiscates sock monkeys toy pistol what uh, they took a sock monkeys toy pistol yeah okay. Um, well, I can't. Of course, I, you know they're going to do that. Actually, let's stop the TPP. But here's uh, what happened when somebody tried to stop the NDAA. You had a 
super Islamophobic. And I want to say Islamophobic because my friends at Muslims for Liberty came up with this new term called Islamomizia, I think I'm pronouncing it. Uh, I don't know what it means. Islamomizia? I don't know. Or like what? Uh, I, I don't know. But here's what the guy had to say, you know, that we need to take away your freedoms to protect your freedoms. So listen to this douchebag finance minister from the time for which the fall annual town meeting was called having arrived the fall totally annual town meeting is now in order won't even get through the whole thing is the presence of a quorum and the clerk will so note that fact in the record finance committee voted uh, three two and one with uh, three not to support the resolution two to support and one uh, um, abstain I certainly understand the concept of due process, civil liberties, etc. And you know, it's it's a difficult uh, thing because um, if you understand the Quran and Allah and what these people believe. It is not about the 72 virgins that are waiting for them when they pass through to eternity. But it's about the infidels that live here in the United States that have the right to pursue life, liberty, and happiness that they're jealous about and they do not respect our right to life. You tell me what due process those people on 9-11 had when those planes hit those towers. You tell me about the due process in April of this year when Commonwealth Avenue became a battlefield. You tell me about the respect that these people have for our right to life. You think I like going to the airport and being watched? All right, I had enough of that guy because yeah, he's that talking was, about these guys don't appreciate life. What about when the U.S. bombs people? I, I see so much hypocrisy in, in all of this. Um, so they eventually said no to nullifying the NDAA, you know, to respect our civil liberties against indefinite detention. But additionally, in, in international news or national news, popular Hollywood producer Arnon Milken was spying for Israel. And not just any sort of spying, gaining nuclear secrets you know this is this is not funny crap you know the stuff that can annihilate us all how much does that he made fight club and and other stuff like that and got nuclear secrets for for israel college kid holding send bitcoin sign on espn collects 24k and please yeah that was a fun story please go over to intellectualrevolution.tv and check out their crowdfunding campaign um and actually, there's over 700,000 people on the U.S. watch list, probably including myself. And once you get on, there is no way off. And yeah, that... Well, when was the last time we tried to get on a plane? Um, I mean, there's only one way to find out whether or not yeah. you're on the list is to try to get on a plane. Yeah. It's crazy. So I guess we'll, we'll call that a quits for the news and play some music before the anti-media radio with Nick Burnaby comes on. So I want to play... Um, and we'll be listening with you. It's a good show, Anti-Media Radio. TheAntiMedia.org. Check it out. And uh, Nick, Nick and myself and a bunch of other alternative media from San Diego are going to form this alternative media collective so that you can go to one website and find out all of us. So if you just know me, 
I'll point you out to that website, and you can find out everybody else so you guys get a bigger picture. You know, I can't cover everything going on in San Diego. Um, for example, go to this Occupy San Diego, Drive for the Homeless, December 20th, 4 p.m. at the Civic Center. Bring any kind of clothes are better than food because there's plenty of free food that uh, homeless get. Um, but clothes and, and essentials are, are the best. So December 20th, Civic Center, Occupy San Diego, 4 p.m., Drive for the Houseless. I'll, I'll be there live streaming that, but let's say if I wasn't, there's going to be other people there. And, and it all kind of is it's like, you know, basically a, a, an aggregate for all of San Diego alternative media instead of mainstream media. It's part, you know, part of our march against the mainstream media. Yeah, so you know us as being some real cool, funky cats. If you go to that website, then you'll meet other cool, funky cats, too. Yep. But, uh, again, it's the antimedia.org, waiting for them to call in to start the show. But this is a new song by the band Exgevious, which features former former members of the band Cynic. And this one's called One's Glow, because you should have your own glow and en embrace it. So the antimedia.org is up next. The Antimedia Radio with Nick Burnaby as the third hour of Freethought Radio. Go to freethoughtmedia.org, subscribe on iTunes. The link's right down there on the bottoms. If you miss any part of the episode with guest Javier Cecilia, Mexican poet and anti-drug war activist. Next week is comedian Lee Camp. We'll hopefully be back here at the end before we leave for tonight to, to sign off. KKSM Oceanside, LRN.FM, freethoughtmedia.org.
again. Um, we're here on uh, KKSM AM 1320, the radio revolution here in, in San Diego and North County. So uh, quick shout out to them. Thanks for the opportunity and all that good stuff. So uh, you could listen to us there on Monday nights. It's We're not on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, just Monday. So you could tune in there. Um, so yeah, our site, it, it's up and going. We're really going to start going hard on it. Uh, I just wanted, you know, the, the one of the big problems we were having was was we were getting too much traffic and it was it was shutting the site down and giving an error when people were trying to go on so we fixed that we we fixed a few other uh issues that we were having with it so um and we're going to start adding authors here pretty soon we got a few already on board and uh you know now it's time to just you know it's time to take back the media and that's what our that's what you know we're all about that's what the anti-media is all about we're not against necessarily against media in general um obviously we're against the mainstream media but what we want to be is the opposite of what the media is right now which is this whole top top down pyramid style um corporate scheme and we want to be a grassroots organization grassroots media driven from the ground up you know and that's what's made all this all this stuff that we've done in the past year past two years you know the march against monsanto the um no war with syria rallies this is all stuff that starts from the ground up it's not any top down stuff that stuff doesn't work anymore that's you know that thanks to the internet it's made that old model uh it's made the old model obsolete and now this new model is coming in and that's and it why will not yeah and it will not be televised i was just gonna say uh because how many of you know that uh uh Yingluck's gone. She 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 left Thailand, and the the power of the people will prevail. You just have to um, basically get the word out there and all group together and make it a, a mass consciousness type of thing. Because look what they did. No violence. They got the cops to turn on the government. Yep. <laughs> That's what we can do here. But you got to wake up. Stop watching the NFL with Bob Costas telling you to turn your guns in and start waking up and realize what what they're trying to take away from you here real quick. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, like we were saying, I mean, I, you know, there's nothing wrong to, to do a little NFL uh, every now and then. But I guess mainly, you know, I, I know a lot of my friends that take it way too seriously. <laughs> and they almost base their life around this whole NFL football thing. And oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, OK, you watch it once a week, cool, whatever. But, uh, you know, there's a lot more to what's going on than, than watching NFL. Um, but. I, I guess it's not a harmful as long as we understand that that little the part thing of is it. That it's just as blatant as a Disney movie with chemtrails now. I mean, they're pushing the agenda through every kind of media. It doesn't matter if it's sports, entertainment, or the so-called news. The same agenda is getting pushed. So people, you know, if this isn't waking you guys up when you see NFL public service announcements for gun control, I don't know what's going to do it. Yeah, I remember uh, Bob Costas came out and opened his mouth on the uh, gun control thing uh, yeah the guy with back. two armed security guards on him at all times yeah <laughs> <laughs> so I mean the hypocrisy is just it's mind befuddling at this point it, it's it's almost like we don't live in reality anymore we're, we're living in the elite's version of a circus sideshow that's what it seems like to me it's like do as I say not as I do for everything I'm going to slam you with Obamacare we're going to ram this TPP in and destroy our economy and you're not going to have a say uh, because you're watching NFL. <laughs> yep. I mean, that's, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head there, you know. And uh, it, it, it's all a huge distraction. And, and then, you know, what, if it's not distracting, then it's just brainwashing. And, um, you know, 
uh, my girlfriend's hooked on this whole reality TV thing, and I, I mean, and believe me, I, t- I, I, I ask her like, what is the point in watching this stuff <laughs> every single day, you know? And it, and and it's just one of these things where it, it's, it, you know, people get addicted to this stuff. You know, we talk about addicted to TV. People oh, yeah. are addicted to this reality stuff really bad. I know a lot of people that are addicted to this stuff. They know it's. They'll admit that it's stupid. They'll admit that it's probably staged and fake. And yet they still watch this stuff every day, you know. Yep, it's it's all fake. It's got to be scripted. I mean, is anybody's life that interesting? No, it doesn't even matter how rich you are. You're not going to be going around as a family to the shooting range and then getting into a huge dramatic argument. I mean, you can watch any reality show and you see it's just a convoluted, completely bloated version of these people's boring, boring, rich lives. Yep, that's pretty much it. People love it. Yep. I mean, hey, it's a little more uh, entertaining than going to work and staring at a computer screen, but but barely. I mean, they call it reality because you're able to escape your own reality when you watch it. Right. But then whose reality are you living in? Some of the worst people in the world. Yeah. <laughs> Snooky. <laughs> Snooky I mean, and Jaywalk. Would you honestly want to be friends with these people? These are some of the most narcissistic. I mean, these are some of the most soulless people I've ever seen. Yeah. Unless it's all an act. Which you know sometimes it can be. Oh man, it's it, yeah, it's an addiction. People need to break it. I mean, we need to we need to figure out to do some interventions on this stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, th- this is the thing. Like, the sheeple are hard to wake up, and they don't want to, and we just do it one at a time. That's all we can do. But guilt tripping people about their guilty pleasures is just the easiest way to like turn them off to the whole awakening process. So they'll eventually see through the BS. Or they won't, but it's just up to us to point it out to them. Yeah, exactly. And uh, make sure you guys check out Ponder and XL. They're the ones that pr- provide our music for the show, our intro and outro music. They're my um, local friends, some uh, conscious hip-hop, as you can tell if you listen to the lyrics. You and, used to uh, be. The beats are pretty cool, too. Um, but you can find them on like SoundCloud and Bandcamp and all that good stuff. They have, All their music is free. If you really like them, you could donate a couple bucks to them or whatever, but you could download it free, spread it around, play it in your car with your buddies, let them know who it is, you know, anything helps to get the word out because, uh, you know, that's a, that's a whole other side of this whole equation besides the whole TV thing. Um, you know, the music side of it is really important as, as well. And um, we just got the music section up on the antimedia.org. So if any of you guys out there make music, sign up for our site, shoot me an email. And um, we'll add you on. You can get your music on our front on the front page of our uh, site, so people can hear, you know, some alternative music, some truth music, some revolution music, whatever whatever it is that you guys do. I don't care what genre it is. Um, we'll promote it for you. We'll get it out there in front of our fans. You could post. You can embed your YouTube video. You can embed your SoundCloud. Um, whatever you can put your links up there. Just uh, you know, sign up for the site. Shoot me an email. And let me know, and I'll and I'll add you as an author. And then you could just start posting your stuff up there. And you know, you know it. it, it if you got really good music, you know it, this stuff can go viral, and next thing you know, you got a you got a bunch of fans out there that are playing your stuff. So yep, and you can be part of the uh, the the next consciousness revolution, just like people in the '60s, you know, like Jimmy and Janice and all those great counterculture revolutionary types. A, a whole new crop's coming out now, and and of course they're not going to get any airplay, but that's okay because we got the internet for now. Yeah, we don't. They don't need to be on MTV because you know MTV doesn't even play music anymore anyway. Right. But, it's reality uh, shows. <laughs> but but they're gonna be getting played out, played in front of our fans, and we got 
you know, almost a quarter million fans. So that should count for a little something. Yeah. Um, and if it's, you know, let, let's say your your let's say your song is talking about food or something like that, we can post you guys up on on March Against Monsanto. You know, we I, I admin on like 50, 60, 70 pages. I can't even keep track anymore. Um, and they all have a little niche audience that we, you know, depending on what what it is, the content that you want to post on our site, whether it's music or an article or a video or whatever, a live stream, whatever, you know, whatever angle you're going towards, it's all going to go on the anti-media. But we also have like, you know, a lot of other pages that we can post your stuff to, um, whether it's uh, more of like enlightening and, and spiritual stuff or scientific or uh, political or food based, whatever. Um, we, we can get you guys out there to the correct audience, and um, you know, let's all work together. Um, there's been some recent uh, announcements by Facebook. They're they're redoing their algorithm in order to screw us even worse. So uh, what's happening is it's forcing us into this situation where we're going to start having to really, really work together, all of us um, admins and people on Facebook, Twitter, and all that. We really have to start working together, and it's going to start happening. Um, just because we have to counter what they're doing to us, which is trying to marginalize, you know, the independent media and trying to promote CNN and Fox News over top of us, um, <laughs> which is fine. I mean, they could try that. Um, obviously, for every action that they take, there's going to be a reaction. And I mean, when I posted it on my on, on my profile, almost everyone that commented on it was like, OK, time to find a new network. You know, it's getting to that point. Um, yeah. I mean, do you does anybody watch this with any any um realization that it's it's not theater all of it i mean it's all theater every every aspect of it they're not even on location most of the time so i mean how can you watch uh, a cgi movie and expect to be informed about what's really going on in the real world exactly i mean you know <laughs> i mean half of this half of this stuff on the news that they're playing these these uh videos and i mean cnn has been caught doing it many times it, it's oh, all yeah. fake you know they're, they it's act like they're screen. on location yeah it's all green yeah. screen it's all animated um most of the people on a cable news network probably are not going to have a journalism degree either i mean i would love to have someone write a paper about how absolutely unqualified the vast the vast majority of people in the information industry are they have no background even in writing let alone journalism so you're basically watching paid hacks that are pushing crappy products made in china and pushing a horrible political agenda that's going to destroy your self-interests welcome to cnn <laughs> yeah exactly i mean um you know they're just blurting stuff out the people on tv are just paid to to, to regurgitate what they're reading off a teleprompter they're basically actors they're not journalists they're actors can you act out actors. the script that we're giving you you know right. you, you 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 turn on fox news and it's like they're just totally trying to instigate a new war with iran and all this stuff it's right. like it's like you can tell the 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 quote-unquote journalist doesn't believe what she's saying but yet she's still forced to say this stuff because if not, she doesn't make 200, 300 grand a year, whatever it is these people are making. That's know? probably like a local affiliate. The people at the top make 5, 10, 15, 20 million a year. So they're not going to do anything to jeopardize their, their positions. Not to mention the fact that most of these people are connected through family ties. So they're not even employees. They're just given the job. They don't have any vetting process. I mean, honestly, I would really love for somebody to do, and maybe I'll take it on myself, really find out who these people are who are these people we know anderson cooper's cia it's obvious he's already been outed well he's, he's cia he's also he's also a vanderbilt right i mean he's as royal as royal gets 
So if people really think that these are just people that pick themselves up by the bootstraps and work their way into these positions, don't kid yourself. This is all connected through bloodline. Every single position, if it's in front of a TV or in a boardroom, it's family connected. It's it's very very easy to track too. Uh, what's her name? Uh, uh, there's this the there's one lady on uh, CNN, and her uh, husband was working in the White House. There's a lot of ties to the White House right now. Um, oh yeah. It, you know, at CNN, MSNBC, CBS, there's a lot of ties to the White House. Yep, I mean MSNBC is the White House mouthpiece. That's if you want to know what the White House wants you wants your life to look like, watch watch MSNBC. That's what it's gonna be. You know, we're gonna have a completely, you know, welfare state with zero uh, firearm, um, you know, legality. So you're gonna have rampant crime because you really think cops can cover everything right now, and then imagine when the budget cuts start and the dollar drops and collapses. I mean. This is where they're leading us, basically down into, you know, this bottomless pit of despair, and we we cannot allow that to happen, or else it's just going to be time to to abandon a sinking ship, which nobody wants to do. Everybody wants to fight for this country because we know how great it is. Yeah, I mean, it's great land, great everything here. You know, it's just the thing that sucks is the thing that's messed up is is the fact that uh, you know our government is doing so many bad things. That are that are just um, causing so many issues. We all love this place. We love the land. You know, it's the lakes, the rivers, everything here. The natural resources are great, um, and we most people know that they can fix it, and they don't want to abandon it. But it's getting close to that point. Right. Now, it's um, the do or die time coming up here because when they start calling for World War Three with China because of a couple islands in the South China Sea to back Japan up, I mean, Depop is happening now. They're going to do it one way or another. So. You know, if if we don't want World War Three to start and we don't want the NWO to start, it's time to get off the grid like we've always been saying all along. Now we have to do it in mass or else we're just gonna get stuck in this system and it's it's gonna lead you where it wants to lead you and you can't get off. Exactly. Now um we've been talking about the TPP for the last couple months here and um we haven't really delved too deep into it just because we didn't really know much about it. But um I have a special guest on the line. I believe Heidi's on the line to, to come and give us some info about the TPP. Heidi, you there? Hi. Yes, I am, Nick. Thank you. How's it going? It's going well, thank you. Very busy. Um, there's a lot of exciting things going on right now, and it's pretty intense uh, with the um, the fact that uh, fast-track legislation is, um, is slated to be introduced this week. We can talk more about that. But anyway, so, so we're busy across the nation. Awesome. Glad, glad that everyone's working together on this TPP thing. It's getting very, very censored by the uh, Facebook and the social media um, sites. So um, I wanted you to, um, I brought you in today to see if we can get, learn a little more about the TPP. Um, so uh, my first question is, what exactly is the TPP? Okay. Well, you know, I'll kind of give an overview, and, and that's one of the things I think is important for people, is that the TPP, the Trans-Pacific Partnership, um, the whole topic is it's it's pretty um, meaty and dense, and that's one thing I really want to stress right from the very top is if if this is the first that people are hearing about this is um, is is to hang tight. You don't have to know the ins and outs of all of it to take action and help make a difference right now. And in fact, um, 
because this is this is this is a weighty topic is to be aware that what can happen for people is they start learning about it and it can feel pretty overwhelming and sometimes what happens is um, uh, people want to go and just stick their head in the sand because it can be kind of a shock to the system and so that's the first point I just want to make before I tell you a little bit more about it is is um, to just to be aware everybody and and to know it's kind of like if we're all treading water right now and our, our shoulders above water um, what happens for some people is when they start hearing about this and they start digging into it um, that their system kind of gets shocked and it's like kind of like as if somebody's under the water and they grab your feet and they pull you under and so I just say that because we need everybody to be aware of that and to stay above water right now especially for the next um, especially for the next month uh, we need everybody we need your voices and I'll tell you a little bit about, about that in a minute but we really need everybody to be a part of helping to stop it. So, so that being said, I'll tell you just a little bit about it. And there's there's a lot of information. You can spend hours and weeks studying it. But again, please um, please don't feel like you need to understand everything to take action on it. Okay. So the Trans-Pacific Partnership is a supposed free trade agreement that would set rules on non-trade matters such as food safety internet freedom, medicine costs, financial regulation, and the environment. And this Trans-Pacific Partnership, or the TPP, would be a binding international governance system that would require the United States, Australia, Brunei, Canada, Chile, Japan, Malaysia, Mexico, New Zealand, Peru, Singapore, and Vietnam, and any other country that signs on it would require them to conform their domestic policies, their rules, their laws, their regulations. They would have to conform their domestic policies to the rules in the Trans-Pacific Partnership. So this, this TPP has been a secret negotiation that's been being written over the past five years by over 600 corporate advisors. And this has all been done in secret. Um, they've been doing it um, out of sight. They will, have not allowed members of Congress to oversee or be a part of what's going on. No governors, no state legislators, not the press, nothing in the civil society and the public. It's been all done in secret. It's Now it's uh, said to be 29 chapters of legalese text and only five of those chapters have anything to do with trade. The rest have to do with um, putting things in place that would take away the protections that are there to meant to protect the people and the land and um, everything that that um, keeps us, you know, going in, in a healthy in a healthy way. One of the most there's a lot of disturbing things about about the TPP. It's it's just it's just rotten to the core. It really is. And how could we expect it to be any different when there's uh, corporations writing writing it and, and they're expecting that the people um, are, have to live by it in order for them to just make more money? Here's, here's the part that is extremely, extremely bothersome, is that they, they're built, putting in this mechanism of an in, investor state provision, and this is the part that actually threatens the sovereignty of our nation. That's... Huge. And what that means is this. 
if a corporation, so there's all these transnational corporations, and if a corporation were to say, hey, you know what, um, Hawaii, you just got these big bans on GMOs. Well, guess what? Now that we have the TPP, we are going to call those GMO bans trade barriers. And because we can call those trade barriers, because that's written into the TPP, then what we get to do is we're going to sue Hawaii and or the United States of America for those trade barriers. And we are going to sue for future projected losses. So it's just the losses that they'd say that because you have this ban, you're costing us this much money in the future, and we get to sue you for it now. That sounds crazy. It really does. I know. But it's how would true. They, I've how, been would they, how would they have any legal precedent to prove future sales when people could, we could just easily say, what a bunch of crap, the tide's already turning and we know GMO's garbage. Exactly, because we do know that. There's, there's so much proof and information out there. There's incredible amount of scientific studies, peer reviews, you know, and just anecdotal. And that's why I'm here is because of, of how GMOs have affected our lives and, and many people that we know. So, so we know that and they know that and they don't care. And that's why they want the TPP. You know, another name uh, as far as if you're in the GMO community, it's being called the Global Monsanto Protection Act. Because part of what they're wanting to do is, okay, the TPP deals with the um, Pacific countries. Then next, they're wanting to use this, this new supposed trade model on future um, trade deals. They're also working on one right now for, the, for, the, for Europe, for the EU system. And they're wanting to ram that through as well. And so that would, um, you know, that would be another huge market that they would encompass with these rules. And then they want to just keep using it. Um, so anyway, just real quick, how, how would they get away with that as far as using um, these, these trade barriers and suing? Well, another part that the TPP um, has is it, it has more teeth than NAFTA and the WTO. Uh, corporations have found NAFTA and the WTO, which if you study those a little bit, have been absolutely terrible for the people and, and the land and, and everything. It's, they're, they're really bad. They're good for corporations. So the TPP has more teeth, and it's, and it's like this, because when they want to sue, instead of having, like under NAFTA, um, they, they have to sue the country, and they um, have to go through the national court system. So that's bothersome, because it costs a lot more money, and it takes more time, and sometimes they lose. So what they're setting up through the TPP is to use a tribunal system and completely bypass our national court system. So how that would work is an international or a transnational, multinational corporation could sue Hawaii or the United States, and instead of the suit going into our national court system, it would go into a tribunal made up of three international corporate attorneys. And these attorneys rotate on and off of the tribunal. So they go work in their corporate jobs, and then when it's their time to be on the tribunal, then they just float in and they make decisions that affect corporations, and they go back out. And they, um, you know, there's, there's, there would be no set um, amount. It could be millions, billions of dollars. And under, under NAFTA and WTO right now, there are already um, lawsuits happening like that, but they're more problematic for the corporations. And the TPP uh, would make it much easier. And guess who would get to pay those fines? It would be the United States taxpayers, you know, or whichever, the country. It's the people of that would course. pay those fines. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, you know, so, it seems it seems to me like the TPP is a huge. It's a huge. Um, you know, it, it it makes sense from a business aspect because in business you want to cut out the middleman. You know, and so to me it <laughs> seems like it seems like, you know, these huge multinational corporations are are looking at governments and they're saying, look, you guys are the middleman. So let's let us cut you out of the whole situation and let us just go and control the people directly without having to go through you guys. Because right now, obviously, we have a system where these corporations spend millions, billions of dollars lobbying the government and and you know bribing officials and committing corruption and all that stuff. But it seems to me like okay, they're they're tired of that. You know, they're over that. Let's 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 go ahead and cut the middleman out of the situation and let's start to make some real profits. And I think that's what the TPP seems to be all about. I mean, it's like the it's like the show Continuum. They're they're signing the Corporate Protection Act. They're taking away sovereignty of every nation in this agreement, and all government in general now will fall in the whole world because once TPP signed, then the African Union, then the Asian Union, and so on and so on. I know there's the European Union too, so you have the four major parts of the world, and it's game over unless you go off grid. Exactly. It's exactly right, and that's why right now at this point in time. In history, we are at an amazing crossroads. And um, right now, you know, it's like if there's a big boulder, and right now this boulder is heading down, you know, the fork in the road, it's heading down the side that would be, mean, corporate domination of the whole world. But we, right now, have the opportunity to make it change and to push that boulder over to the fork in the road that moves down a path that is good, that is good for everybody. It is good for the land, that it's good for the people, it's good for our country, and it's good for the world. And that's what we need to do right now is, is all of us is to real, realize that, that, that each of us, you know, we're busy. Everybody's busy. Everybody's working, taking care of families and whatnot. But, but this is that important that every single one of us need to find a way to carve out at least 10 minutes a day, at least, if not more. You know, take a look at our lives. You know, can we cut out a TV show? Can we cut out... You know, a half an hour at the gym. You know, whatever it is in our lives, take a look at it and and make some really serious, hard decisions that, you know what, I get it. You know, I don't understand everything that's going on, but I get it that this that this is huge and that I need to step up right now and I need to part of, be a part of it. And if we don't, if we don't do that, and if we don't do our part in helping to wake up our neighbors and our families and our communities to what's going on so that they can help be that voice, if we don't all do everything that we can right now, and once we once you know this is said and done, however it does shake out, if we haven't done everything that we can, there's we're not going to be able to look ourselves in the mirror and 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 to realize that we didn't do everything we can. So we need to, and we need to let everybody know so that they can too. Um, I just want to. Uh, we can. I want to uh, stress something real quick to our listeners. Um, you know, I, our our listeners were a huge huge part of this the of stopping the war in syria and i don't know if you guys realize this all you guys that are listening but it's because of you guys seriously um that we we were able to put us put the brakes on this whole march to war in syria which would have probably turned into another iraq and believe me when i tell you this this tpp thing is just as important if not more important than stopping that war in syria because this this thing it the, the tpp is the new world world order it is the world governance it is and the takeover it's the legal framework so that the next generation of dimwits growing up don't sue because they believe it exactly 
And Europe is working on the same exact thing. I believe in Europe it's called the TFTP. I, I may be wrong, but Europe is working on the same exact thing, and it's all correlating. It's all working at the same time. It's a huge, huge, huge global power grab. And, and the one in Europe is very, very similar to the one here. And the Europeans are just as mad as we are about it. I mean, the, the everyday European citizen is just as mad as we are about it. Believe me, I'm seeing it. Um, and I just wanted to stress that before we got on to our next question that we wanted to ask Heidi because, um, you know, she's one of the most knowledgeable people that I know um, on the TPP. So, um, Heidi, the next question I had for you is how how is the TPP going to affect our everyday lives? You know, how is it going to affect our day-to-day -day routine and, you know, the, the, the stuff that, you know, how is it going to affect what we do every day? Well, it, it will affect every single one of us in one way or another. And, you know, the ultimate ugly picture is that um, it would it would dive not only the United States but the other countries, it, it would dive us into a third world status um, to where it is absolutely removing the middle class. In fact, um, in June, if you Google Huffington Post and uh, the Florida representative Al Grayson, he, after much clamoring, did finally get to see some of the TPP text. And you can read about it in the Huff Post. He had to do it in a closet-like situation with no phone, no pen, no paper, nothing. And they would give him a limited amount of text, and he'd get to see some of it, and they'd take it away and give him, give him some other. And, um, you know, he said that, that the TPP is a punch in the gut to the American, you know, into the middle class, and uh, that it, he talked about it affecting the sovereignty of our nation. And then he said that he couldn't say anything about it because he had to sign an agreement that he would not. Um, but it will affect everything in our lives. Here's just a few examples: is um, medicines. Um, it would it would absolutely make the medicine prices increase. And if if you ever if anybody's on medication now, or if you know you know if you, when you get older you might be on it. I mean, there's not a time then when people don't end up or know somebody who who needs medications. And 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 part of what they would do is uh, they would um, take away the patents, the patenting laws right now that um, allow us to um, eventually be able to get generic medications, and so that keeps prices down. And so, like, you know, for example, with HIV, um, you know, when, you know, 10, 20 years ago, you know, the price was like $1,200, or, yeah, $1,200 or something like that, and now the price for the medication is around 100 but that's because of, of generics. And um, that, so another thing is it would offshore jobs, NAFTA, offshore um like 700,000 700, jobs or something like that. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But the bottom line is we would see more not only blue-collar jobs being um, shipped overseas, but also white-collar jobs. We would see jobs, engineering, accounting, even, even legal-type jobs, um, um, more computer jobs, all those kinds of things being shipped overseas. Um, we would see food safety issues. I mean, we wouldn't be able to label our food uh, if it's genetically modified or not. We wouldn't be able to label it country of origin. So we couldn't make a decision if it's coming from Vietnam and we know that they don't have very good food safety rules over there. Um, it would uh, also cause, uh, there's there's this buy American, buy local, um, where, where it's set up that if, if your company is an American or local company, you would have precedence, you know, in the bidding process to be able to secure a job. Well, with this, you know, a, a company from Vietnam could come in and say, no, that law is keeping me from future profits. And so then they could sue. So all of a sudden it takes that away. Um, financial regulation. To talk about 
talk about all the issues that we've had with um, big banking and and all that. They want they want more deregulation. It would be a mess. Environmental, you know. I mean, it wouldn't. I don't think it would happen like tomorrow. But I mean, here's a bad example. If you carried it out, they could say, you know what? You guys think uh, Yellowstone National Park is protected, or Glacier National Park, or Yosemite? Well, guess what? Uh, there's some oil in there we want, and you can't stop us with because that's a trade barrier, and we'll sue you. I mean, that's real. Workers' rights. Um, workers' rights would be affected. Um, you know, there would be more factory farms. There would be um, issues with, uh, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, well, corporate power tax accord. Internet freedom. I think you guys have talked about that. You know, it's, I mean, just on and on and on. It, it's, it's huge. It would impact every area of our life. Well, I've said it before. I think that um, if this TPP passes, about half of our independent websites and about half of our Facebook pages would pretty much disappear overnight because of this new copyright uh, law that they're trying to sneak in with this TPP thing. And you know, the thing that's so scary about this this whole this whole process is that it's been so secretive. I mean, you were talking about Alan Grayson. Um, he's a congressman. He's an elected congressman. He's not even allowed to really see the t- he only got a little tiny tidbit of it he wasn't allowed to take any any recording he wasn't allowed to take any pictures he wasn't allowed to um get have it he wasn't even allowed to have his phone in the office when he went to view this thing this is how secretive this thing is and why is it so secretive because they know if people found out about it they would be up in arms and now every single post i make on on facebook and like i was saying earlier we have almost a quarter million fans on my page alone and i and i admin on about 70 pages Every single post I make about the TPP only reaches about one-tenth of what my posts normally reach because Facebook is, uh, is working hand-in-hand with these corporate uh, – in this corporate power grab because they've pro- obviously been promised a big part of it. Um, Facebook is actively suppressing every single post that has the word TPP or Trans-Pacific Partnership in it, and I would guarantee that it's also going on on Twitter. I haven't checked Twitter because I don't use Twitter very much, but I'm telling you guys right now this thing is being censored very, very badly because they don't want people knowing about it. Luckily, a few tidbits were released through WikiLeaks a couple weeks ago. Uh, A big article came out about it on Huffington Post yesterday, and, and so we're trying to bring the awareness level of this whole thing up and um, it's tough because we're being censored, but you know that's why it's so important, and that's why um, you know we we, we got to go into this next question here, and and this is this is where we really got to um, pay attention and 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 try to uh, figure out a way to put a stop to this thing, what no matter what it is that we do. But um, my next question to you, Heidi, is what is it that we can do to stop this thing? Great. And, it, and, it, and we're, we are going to stop this. I am absolutely confident. So so everybody, you know, all this you've been talking about, it's like, it's like, oh, this is terrible, this is bad news. Well, guess what? It's all right. This is bad news, but there's, there's incredible good news. And the good news is, is that people are waking up fast, and people are mad, and they're getting, they're willing to take action, and they're stepping up, and it is absolutely exciting. So here's the things that we need to do. And um, if you have a pen and paper, you can write that down, this down, and you can. Uh, my phone is clicking as I'm talking. Um, anyway, NSA, right? So um, here's some links. Um, uh, on Facebook, you can go to expose the TPP dash USA. So to expose the TPP dash USA. We are the grassroots um, campaign who is supporting the non-governmental organizations to do the work um, that, that that they're set out to do. And um, 
there are two major things that we need to do right now. One is it has to do with um, pressuring our House representatives to vote no on Fast Track. And the second thing is about being the media. So the first thing, um, the, this week, this week, Fast Track legislation is expected to be introduced. And um, I don't know if we have time to talk about that or not right now, but I'll just, I'll just say this for now, and then we can talk about it later. You can Google it and learn about it. It's bad. It's a way, it's a way for them to ram in um, the TPP. So it's bad. So this is what we need to do, though, to counteract it. Okay. So um, we can win this. We can stop it in the United States House of Representatives. Historically, we've done it, and I'll tell you about some things that are, that's happening right now already. It's really exciting. So, um, you know, as far as the U.S. Senate, uh, they're pretty much a lost cause. It's okay, you know, like to take a minute to make a phone call and say, I'd like to know where my senator stands on these two things. Number one, I want to know where they stand on Fast Track. And number two, I want to know where they stand on the TPP. And please send me an email that specifically addresses each of those. And then you get that information and you save it because we're going to use that information to vote these um, sellout congressmen in 2014 and 2016. So as far as the Senate, don't spend much time on it. Then we need you to turn right around and put all your energy and focus into the House, the United States House of Representatives. And if you're not sure who that is, you can go online and, and figure out who your rep is. And there's information now that... Um, it just came out November 12th and the 13th. There are three letters that came out of the House where um, Congress members had the opportunity to publicly commit to voting no on fast track. And so there are three letters. The first one is a Democrat letter, and it's called the Deloro Miller letter. And at this point, there um, it was submitted to the president. There's 151 Democrats. House Democrats that signed on to that. There are two Republican letters. One is called the Jones Letter, and it's a Tea Party, I think, Republican. And then the other Republican letter is the Gibson Letter, and I think believe that's moderate Republican. So out of those three letters, we have 181 House representatives who have publicly committed to voting no on Fast Track. We need 217 minimum committed to voting no on fast track to defeat it. So, so we need about roughly about 40 more um, people to commit no. Now, Article 1, Section 8 gives Congress of the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution gives Congress the authority to oversee international trade. So this is their duty that they, they were elected to do and that they swore to do. If they are not committing publicly to vote no against fast track, they are uh, subject to be, be, being considered treasonous. It's, it's that serious. So um, here's what we're doing. Um, we have the letters. We have the information who is signed on to these or not. You can always call and just ask. I want to know if my representative is on there. Um, do that tomorrow, first thing, um, and wait and tell them, like, they know. They know if they're honored or not, and, and so don't, you know, be polite. It's very important to be polite about this, even though this is scary and we're mad. It's very, very important to be polite. Uh, find out if they're on the letter or not, one, you know, one way or another, and then uh, we need to demand that they 
if they're not on a letter, we need to demand that they do everything they need to do to sign an addendum letter of one of those original letters. And last week we've been um, setting the groundwork with uh, Deloro Miller and Jones and Gibson that this is coming, that the people um, are waking up and they're mad. And they, they need these, these um, original authors of these letters to provide an addendum letter for all these um, Congress members who have failed to sign the first one. So we need everybody to call and to pressure your House representatives to, dem to dem demand of them that they get on an addendum letter, that they call and they say to Representative Deloro Miller, you know what, I need to get my name on a letter, and could you please provide an addendum letter so that I can sign it? Okay, so that's huge, and don't let up. You, you call every day, and you get all your, every, they need their constituents to Hey, you guys there? Nick, yeah. I guess it dropped or something. Sorry, I think we had a little NSA uh, break up there. I think a little break up there. I think we may have lost Heidi. Okay, but um, I hope you guys got most of that info that she was talking about. So I, I guess the main points are, as far as what we can do to stop this thing, um, get on the line with your representative. Let them know we're not, we're not going to stand for this. Okay, she's calling back in. Hey, Heidi, you there? I am. Sorry, I think we had a, a drop there. I'm not sure if it was the NSA or what, but uh, you're back this, on. You know what? Yeah, this has been happening a lot to me. This has been happening an incredible amount. My um, my, my Facebook, my chat has been uh, disabled for like five days. There's been a lot of things happening. Um, and just what happened just now, when I start talking about the TPP, this happened. So... Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of scary, but it's anyway. Okay, where where did I end off? Where did you um, hear last? You you were talking about uh, you were just getting to the end of of uh, of, of getting on these addendum letters and and that, and that. Good. Okay, so that's number one. That's a huge pressure, and um, get on on um, set up an event page for your Congress member. Put all the information on it. We'll have models and stuff that you can use in the information. So we're going to help you out in any way that we can to help you do this. But get it set up. Start inviting people. So that's step one is to get people to do this, get people organized. The next piece is to be the media. As we all know that um, the media is owned by, um, you know, six major corporations and they're not getting this information out. So we need to go old school. And we need to take flyers. We also have flyers available. And we need you need to get organized. You need, can you guys still hear me? Yeah, yeah, we got you. Okay, I just wanted to check it was quiet again. Um, okay, you need to get organized. You need to um, get your family, your communities, go into, there's, um, you know, groups in your communities, get everybody organized and come up with a plan to canvas your communities. You need to figure out um, who can deliver flyers up and down the street in your area. Go to public parking lots and um, put flyers on all, all of them. Go, go to public events everything that you can do to get this information out about the TVP, about Fast Track, and that they need to call their representatives. We need to rally our communities to get on the phone and call their representatives. And if they don't know anything else, all they say is vote no on Fast Track. I'm a, I'm a constituent, vote no. Um, so that's huge, is, is to be the media. And we're, we have a Be the Media campaign, and um, we have flyers 
Um, we have little business cards that um, we have like 50% off on. Um, so so it's, you know, it's not about making money. It's just helping people to get this information out. We have a PowerPoint. Um, you know, if you can set up some stuff in your home, like over Christmas, we don't know when this is going to be voted on. Um, it could be voted on this week. It could be voted on when they come back um, in January. We don't know. So uh, we need to be working on this right now. Um, so be relentless. Number one is, is to get your representatives to vote no on Fast Track and to tell them that they absolutely need to do everything they can to get their name on an addendum letter of either Miller Jones or, um, or Miller, Deloro, and Jones and Gibson. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Um, Heidi, do you okay, know anything sorry. about January 14th being um, a date? I've, I've, I've heard that they're going to try to coincide passing the TPP with a full collapse of the banking system, and then they're just going to roll in the electronic credit system. You know, I don't know. I wouldn't doubt it. I've, I've heard different rumors of different kinds of things, so I don't know on that one. Huh, okay. Awesome, yeah, Heidi. That makes sense if they're trying to push this stuff through and then collapse everything at the same time and go, hey, this is the new deal. Yeah, it could be. You know, it could be. So um, did, did that make sense, what I was saying, you guys, about what we oh, need yeah. to do? Oh, yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, it was great. Uh, I thank can tell you real quick again, uh, go to expose the TPP-USA, uh, National Grassroots, to help you get organized. If you want more information, um, I'm going to give you a website to go to. Uh, if you remember Ralph Nader, he started Global Pub uh, Public Citizen 25 years ago. He did consumer reports and all that. He's a huge advocate for the people for years. Anyway, he started uh, Public Citizen. And then Public Citizen started um, this web page called ExposeTheTPP.org. And um, so there's a ton of information on there. And then there's also some other websites like FlushTheTPP.org, um, Citizen Trade Campaign. There's lots of them. Um, anyway, so ExposeTPP-USA and ExposeTPP.org for information. Awesome, Thank you Heidi. guys so much for doing this. Yeah. For being Thank on. You. Thanks for all the information. That was a uh, very uh, William Cooper uh, esque. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys, so much. I can't even begin to tell you how much I appreciate you doing this, and I appreciate everybody out there who's listening and who right now are making a commitment to today, starting right now today, to figure out how they are going to um, invest at minimum of ten minutes a day to start with that, but invest that into your future invest that into the future of our country and I guarantee you we will prevail yep we will there's 300 million of us alright we're going to have to let you go we got to finish our uh, news here real quick but uh, thanks for being on I'll see you online tomorrow thanks Heidi yep, very good. you're welcome so, so yeah a lot of information I mean if it's not obvious what they're doing here it is. They've been talking about it for, I don't know, Eisenhower's days. This is what happens when corporations and the military become one. They take the government over. Yep, they just take the government out of the equation. <laughs> exactly. They, they absorb them. So uh, we got some other stuff. Uh, one, one thing on becoming the media that you mentioned, I, I know a lot of people listening now have their own blogs, have their own radio shows. Make sure you guys talk about this TPP all you can, when it, whenever you can. I, I, like I said, it's being completely, completely censored on the social media networks. So um, whatever you can do, send emails to your email list, post a couple articles on it, talk about it in your radio show, make a video about it. Whatever it is you guys do, please do more of it. 
Um, we got to get people aware about this stuff, um, you know. And what better to do than public pressure on 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 these um, quote unquote politicians that are supposed to be um, you know advocating in our favor, which they obviously aren't. But um, you know, the public pressure is what we need. Just like the way we stopped the war in Syria, we got to do the same thing here, and it's um, it's it's just as important, if not more important. Um, but there is a lot of news that we got to go cover in the next uh, seven minutes, real quick. <laughs> so uh, let, let's jump right into to our um, news, real quick. We're not to only spend a minute or two on each one of these points. Um, I've been seeing more and more reports of, of, of militarized police in these small towns, armored vehicles, and these little tiny little towns all over the place. And um, from what I can tell, and what the way the news cycle has been going, and the way that they've got these these um, you know plants within the social media that are trying to provoke this armed rebellion and armed resistance and all this stuff, they are trying to provoke us into an armed rebellion. That's what the government's trying to do. That's what the media is trying to do. That's why they're putting out all these news stories. Like it's as if okay, it's it's as if we forgot MSNBC was terrible for the first six years of the Obama administration. Now all right. of a sudden they want to talk about the NSA and they want to talk about drone strikes. They're trying to Get provoke us. Okay, right. and obviously we've talked about it before. Um, you can't solve violence with more violence. We don't need none of that crap. Um, they're ready. You know, they're, they they've militarized all the police force, so they're ready for the rebellion. It's, it, if we do it, it's just going to give them more of an excuse to make a bigger and bigger police state. Um, so let's beat them on the idea front. Let's beat them on the organizing front. Let's beat them on the people front. Beat them in the public opinion. Beat beat them in the public arena. That's what we have to do. We can't beat them with guns because they have much larger guns. And they have drones, and they have tanks and jets and all kinds they of stuff. They have things you don't even want to know about, trust me. And if you read up on it, you would know that an armed rebellion will never work. So the only thing we can do is we have to infiltrate them from the inside with our ideas and basically prove to the people that still have a shred of humanity at the top that people are okay and we're worth saving and the Earth's worth saving and everything's going to be okay. But we got to work together. And the people at the top, they have to facilitate that or get out of the way stop with the suppression exactly now this next point man and i just it is almost like just it, when i read the article uh, this morning on guardian um they it actually says in the article i know this sounds like it's coming from the onion but it's not okay the NSA is infiltrating World of Warcraft and other <laughs> online video games and other Xbox games. I read the. Uh, I, I was reading another article from End the Lie, which is by Madison Rupert. He also has a show on UCY. Make sure you guys check him out. He's on Mondays. He may, he may actually have two shows, but I know he's on Monday nights for sure. Um, they, the NSA has also gone and made their own video games. They've contracted with foreign companies to make video games. The NSA made video games for people to use. Oh, yeah. Okay, so this goes very deep. Who knows what exactly they're using it for? I mean, they're they're uh, they're trying to mine thirteen-year-olds to become in informants, which, in my opinion, is basically child labor, which is prosecutable. Um, they're trying to provoke people into saying dumb things on online, which is pretty common. I hear my little brother saying bad things on, while he's playing video games online all all day, um, and you know, they could be trying to incriminate people and get them to say stupid things because they got they have NSA agents playing these video games okay they're not just spying on them they're playing them they're sock puppeting okay and uh there's so many of them in fact according to the leak by edward snowden that they have to be they have a, their own group set up in order to not spy on themselves because there's so many of them okay <laughs> so this is just it's absolutely insane we already know that that they're hacking every single one of our emails every single one of our texts uh, there was a leak last week that showed that they're tracking every single cell phone in the world at, uh, by GPS location. 
So yeah. the NSA, I mean, if this isn't the most blatant 19, 1984-esque um, uh, revelation that we've ever seen, I mean, I don't know what is, and I don't know what's going to get people to really start um, taking action against all this stuff. Um, so I, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's it's just absolutely ridiculous. Well, the there. thing is that people are going to, like they said, in 1984, willingly, willingly sign up for this. People are buying the Xbox One at $499, and it can see through your freaking pants. <laughs> okay? You just paid to get your wing-wang looked at by some douche in an NSA office making 120 a year. And he's doing nothing to keep us safer. No, and in fact, I'd like to make the argument that everything the NSA has done has probably made us less safe because now Absolutely. every country hates us. Of course, now we have the BRIC nation setting up Internet 2.0. And everyone here is going to get stuck in the corporate uh, miasma that's coming from TPP. So you want the backlash? There it is. You get the curtain lifted and you get the, uh, you get the, the ramming too, I guess, from it. Because now they know that Everybody knows what they're doing, so why should they not push ahead with every crazy scheme they've ever come up with? Yep, exactly. And uh, another article that I, I actually think this one came out last week. I think we, uh, most of us already knew this, but I, I, we forgot to talk about it last week. Um, the NSA or the FBI, whoever government alphabet agency, can also turn on the camera on your laptop. Now, I know I've had mine covered with a sticker for a while. Um, I got my, my, my camera covered on my iPad as well. Unfortunately, I don't have one on my phone. <laughs> Probably should. But yeah. um, they're able to turn on these cameras without that little light flashing that tells you the camera's on. So they're able to look at you while you're in the bedroom with your girlfriend or your boyfriend or whatever. Well, I promise you, you they are. They've already caught them. They've already caught guys in NSA offices watching private Skype. Watching it. Now, is that national security? Nope. It's national insecurity is what it is. It's national, uh, you know, perverted, uh, perverted actions going on in our name. Yeah, our nation is so vile. Our, our government is so vile and so bad that they they have to spy on every single person in the world to make sure no one's bad mouthing or plotting against them because they're so awful. Okay, people don't hate us because of our freedoms, guys. I hate to break it to you, they hate us because our government is terrible and we've been conquesting over the world for the last eighty years. Okay, that's why they don't like us, and our government knows it. So not they're 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 using the NSA um, to do all that stuff. Thanks for tuning in. Sorry we cut cut a little short here, but um, make sure you catch us Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Thanks, listen, Dubai. guys. Thanks, guys. The AntiMedia.org. That was the AntiMedia Radio with host Nick Burnaby. Another great show. Yep. He is always the third hour of, the, of Free Thought Radio on the Free Thought Media Network, freethoughtmedia.org. If you missed any part of the episode, the guest tonight was awesome Mexican poet, first ever bilingual interview on Free Thought Radio, Javier Cecilia, leader of the Caravan for Peace anti-drug war movement. Um, you know, if you want to hear about how his son got killed by drug violence, even though the son had nothing to do with drugs or drug trade or anything like that, you know, innocents do get killed and um, very, very powerful interview. Next week, we've got comedian Lee Camp for the final episode of the year. We'll come back mid-January. After I'm so that, sad. it's the final episode this year. Wah, wah, for this wah. year, oh man, <laughs> that's okay. We'll be back next month. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out Lee Camp's stuff. LeeCamp.net. He's really, really funny, dude. 
really great show, Lee Camp's Moment of Clarity podcast. He interviews people like Pulitzer Prize winning uh, Chris Hedges, um, so on and so forth. Really awesome. So look forward to having Lee Camp on the show next week. Freethoughtmedia.org. Check it out. Links to the iTunes, links to the freethoughtmedia.org marketplace so you could support the show so we can afford do big journalism projects and stuff like that. Uh, and That's right. Send Alex to Palestine. He's got some work to do. I also need a camera, and I need to pay for 4G, interna- international 4G rates, which are expensive. Sounds so expensive. Every penny counts. So looking forward to it. Looking forward to next week with Comedian Lee Camp leaving the year off at a light note. And, yeah, stop the TPP already. Yeah, that is some ridiculous nonsense that's got to stop. Man, flush the TPP, expose the TPP, kick every congressperson out of office that votes for it, get active, pitch your two cents. If we're all pitching two cents together, we have less to pitch because, you know, division of labor, we have to do less stuff instead of it's just me and Mike doing everything or a few people. Like, you need to get out there in the streets like it's the Vietnam War all over again against the TPP against real issues that matter you know as much as I think that the murder of Trayvon Martin was bad where's the million people marching the street for that 15 year old Palestinian kid that got murdered by the IDF and guess what a Palestinian kid gets murdered every three days statistically by the IDF so uh, where, where's the anti-IDF marches um, I, I have yet to see them so let's uh, let's increase the amount of substance in our society rather than superficiality let's get to what's real and uh and that's what you know seeking truth is a good thing yeah kids it's uh it's uh quality not uh quantity that counts here yep 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 so uh now is kksm after hours you've been listening to free thought radio part of the free thought media network freethoughtmedia.org see you guys have, next week yeah have a good night kids see you next week leecamp.net You're listening to KKSM AM 1320, Oceanside.